Fufu Cuddly Poof commits tax evasion. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to Kenny's OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask him about what the DLC package is. Do you need a 1099 for that? If you have an OnlyFans. Oh, man. (coughs) You okay? Yeah, the funny part is I was just bra- I was just talking about selling myself for stuff earlier today. You're like, I took off my eyebrows. Let's see what I take off next. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that is never a weekly. Never. This is level 195. Joining me tonight is Matriarch. Hello, everybody. Vulgar Latin. I'm not Koosh Moose. No, you're not. And Big L. Wait a minute. Does that make me the oldest one here? Doesn't that? Aren't you always the oldest one? No. No. Nate's 72. Whenever he's in a room, depending (laughs) on the room, he's the oldest person in the room. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. In his I mean, home, he is routinely the <laughs> oldest person there. I'm the You're oldest person wrong. in my apartment at almost all times. That's like the uh, the saying where everything in the universe is either a potato or not a potato. Well, we're all feeling feeling very not potato-y at the moment, I imagine. Um, uh, I don't know. No? I have eyes. Oh, uh-huh. clever. Oh, God. That that was bad. Yeah. Okay. No. We're, we're getting right into wow. our topic wow. of discussion this week. <laughs> that was awful. My eyes are leaking from that joke. Ugh. Gosh. Ugh. Hey, what's our topic <laughs> of discussion terrible. for this week, Kenny? Achievements. Oh, God. I, uh, the topic of discussion that's going on right now in my head is I wish I would have prepared some opening discussion question better than just potatoes. But this one was submitted from X this week. <laughs> Ooh. He's been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising, and he's been playing, dived into the DLC, and that inspired this question, which is, what are your preferences for DLC? Do you want more of the same, new location, but otherwise the same, slightly tweaked mechanics, focus on on a single part of the main game's gameplay, just... What's your thoughts on DLC? And then you also add an additional question of what are your, some of your favorite and or least favorite DLCs based on your answer? All right. So for DLC, when I read that last part, some of your favorite and least favorite DLCs, I immediately had an answer for both of them. Now, I'm going to do the least favorite DLC, in my opinion. And I think you would be hard-pressed to find <laughs> anyone that disagrees with what I'm about to say, especially for Achievement Hunters. And that is the Mad Moxie DLC. Yeah, that's that. That's what that, you stole my answer. Yeah. Yeah. What people can't see who are listening, as this is an audio podcast, is everyone on the panel vigorously nodding their heads. Yeah. As <laughs> Kenny doesn't even say the name yet because we all know what he's about to say. It is. Well, tell remarkable. us what game is it, and um, from and um. Okay, so my favorite if you don't series. Know, if you don't know what it is. The Mad Moxie Underdome Riot is its full name. And uh, Gearbox? Yep. Is, that, is that the developer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gearbox. Wow, it's mm-hmm. been forever since I saw that or thought about that. Gearbox had the audacity to charge $10 for this piece of crap DLC for the first Borderlands game. 
Now, what it is, is essentially just an arena mode that has hordes of enemies that come at you. You have, there's five achievements in this DLC. The first achievement that you unlock is for completing all three of the arenas on the smaller challenge. Now, each on the smaller challenge, there's five waves, or five rounds, I'm sorry, five rounds, and each round has five waves. You have four rounds of whatever assortment of enemies, and then the fifth round is a boss. Do that on all three uh, arenas, you get an achievement. Then the other four DLC or DLCs, the other four achievements are for doing the exact same thing on the same level, but on the bigger challenge, which is now they're 20 rounders instead of five. And then the last, you get one for doing it on each arena. And then the last achievement is for doing it on all three. It's awful. It's so mind numbingly bad. The, Waves really don't vary that much. The gameplay really doesn't vary that much. It doesn't matter how good you are and how fast you can kill the enemies because they still take time to to spawn. Like, the smaller challenges are, you know, half hour or so it's going to take you. The bigger challenges are literally like two to three hours each. So if you actually plan on doing this, it's like make sure you have a group of friends to do this with that you enjoy because you're going to be there for a while. Like the, the time estimate on TA says 10 to 12 hours, which yeah, you, that's about it. You can't speed it up. It is amazing that this was ever a DLC. There's no point to, to it other than getting 125 gamer score. It adds no value to the game. It adds no good rewards to the game. It's just, it's just pointless. It's just there to artificially increase the time. Of the, that you're going to put into the game. There's no point in doing it. You get one skill point and you get to listen to Moxie. Who loves you and who do you love? <laughs> God, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's, uh... I, I, I think it's her. Because <sighs> it, she's asked about <laughs> 175,000 times. Because I think they, they forgot that this was going to take a while and they didn't record as many voice lines for Moxie. So you get really sick of it. The the thing I will say if you want to do Mad Moxie uh, is cheat. I cheated. I did it twice. Hundred percent. And uh, yeah, just cheat. Use modded weapons. It goes way faster. You're not missing anything. Just just get out of there, man. It's the worst DLC yeah. of all time. Yeah, it's like it. It really is just amazing that they're like, yeah, let's charge ten dollars for this. There was no thought that went into this. It was such and just a uh, money grab. And, you know, it's an achievement. It's just an achievement hunter, like, worst nightmare. It's just nothing. It's an absolute nothing of a DLC. Especially when you compare it to, like, Gears 2. And that, because that's the horde modes of the time. Because that was, horde modes were the vogue. And even then, it was a bad mm-hmm. horde mode. Oh, it's a terrible horde mode. Now, on the flip side, my favorite. Wait a minute. I need to talk about this crappy deal. <laughs> okay. Well, you weren't saying anything. So go ahead. I'm what trying, but Devin's here. So now I got to like edge my way in here. So this DLC sucks. Um, <laughs> Devin, Devin Specht, why in the blue hell would you put yourself through this twice? There's a rematch. This is, I, I know. And I'm pretty sure there's people that God, the Japanese one the did it three times. What is wrong with people? Huh. Hey, like, you, you got to get that series completion, man. You forgot to mention like oh. uh, 
I'm pretty sure enemies would get stuck and you would have to try to find them. And, and like, there was just, oh my god, it was glitchy on top of everything. That. Yeah, it, yeah, was it just me? Oh my god, but you was it just me? That's pain. It was not just yeah, me. You can glitch it, and we found that you can glitch rounds, it's like whole rounds instead of 20. Wait, really? Yeah, if you kill the boss before the uh curtains all the way open. It'll close the curtains and then it'll skip an entire round because it's coded poorly. Really? Yeah. And if you have modded weapons, it, it becomes fairly trivial. So it cuts it down to like 10. Wow. So my second time through, I don't think it took me nearly as long. I think it took about four hours. It's bad. Four hours. It's bad. <laughs> it's still terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm generally <coughs> team no glitching through things like it's one thing if you're doing speed runs in halo and people find how to you know morph through a wall or whatever that's cool but in general gameplay you're supposed to at least i think you should at least try the game the way it's intended moxie is the one like hands down like no no do not play it the way it's intended absolutely don't do that find a friend who can get you a god weapon and a god shield and make it as painless for yourself as possible because it was terribly thought out, it was terribly executed, and it just is not worth your time. I don't think, in all the time I've talked to people about Borderlands, I have found a single individual who even attempts to defend it, which tells you a lot because no. there are lots of Borderlands fans. Even Everyone acknowledges it, that it's just, it's bad. It is so, 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 so bad. But it's 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 bad to a point where it's almost like, Everybody has to experience it in some way, right? So that we can all talk about <laughs> yeah. how bad it is. But it, I it's agree. Just, it, if you have to experience it, please, please get the big weapons, get the big shields, like find a couple other people to do it with and come to the table with like four hours worth of personality quizzes or something to do to pass the time. It, it's really, really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you are going to be sitting there for a long time. Make sure you're in a good xbox live party with friends that you can have fun with because that's the only way that it's going to help pass the time or if you're by yourself and don't do it late at night do you don't do it late at night or do a pod or a podcast yeah. i mean <laughs> not to turn this into the borderlands podcast but it's just a lazy dlc to add on to a lazy game it's just awful that, no, I, it's a nah. it's a All good right, game. We're not going to go into a full discussion about it. It's the Ubladi well, well, Ubladah of uh, DLCs. Well, to to get more into what X is asking, um, it's it's different from the main game, and and do we prefer something a little more like the main game, or do we like it to veer off the beaten path? And I think that's to Devin's point before that this game mode was the game mode du jour at the time. That's just yes, horde. Right. Every game had some type of horde mode. It was just yeah. expected mm-hmm. at that point. And so Gearbox went ahead and developed a, a horde mode and that's fine, except it was terrible. They didn't learn any lessons from playing any of the other ones with other people about how to make them engaging. And that's the worst sin of Mad Moxie is it is not engaging. It's boring. Well, you know yep. what's worse than that? Maybe even worse. I think it's that Claptrap's new robot revolution where people would leave their Xboxes on overnight just to like gather that's stuff. That's different. That's the achievements that's being different. bad, but not the DLC being bad. Right. I didn't play that one. The DLC itself is fine, but what you're talking about is that last right, achievement. Well, we are an achievement podcast, and we wouldn't be doing that if not for the achievement, so therefore, it is important. Yeah, but I wouldn't pin the whole DLC's rating on that, I guess. Okay, to be fair... Nobody's going to play the large arenas in Moxie if not for achievements, right? right. So I guess you 100%. can take right. that 
argument that way, but there was no other redeeming quality to the Mad Moxie DLC. It was just a poorly executed, boring horde mode. The the Claptrap mm-hmm. DLC itself is fine. The story elements that they added, uh-huh. if you like the gameplay, it was more of the gameplay. The DLC itself was fine. That was just a bad achievement at the end of what otherwise was an okay DLC. Yeah. The achievements and the gameplay in Mad Moxie are bad. The Claptrap Revolution, the gameplay is... I mean, if you like the gameplay and you like the story, then I'm sure you would like that. Like I said, I haven't played through all of that DLC, so I don't know. I can't really speak to that. But it's oh, come on. more Borderlands. If you like you Borderlands, rush to play it after then that's a decade. Fine. Well, and actually, I as played we're it a little it, bit. I never finished it. Like to be fair to Eller, do you have any sense or takeaway of the rest of the DLC, or is that really all you recall? Is just that that portion no, trying to get that it. achievement? Okay, I really don't remember them. I mean, I remember the, the Borderlands DLC two DLCs, but not not a. Not the one, not the first. As yeah, much. Borderlands the series does have good DLC. The Tiny mm-hmm. Tina DLC in Borderlands Two, amazing. The yeah. um, General Knox DLC in the first Borderlands, I thought was very good. I, I really, enjoyed I like it. the Zombie Ned DLC. Yeah, also oh, that's good. another one with achievements where you have to collect like all the brains for the last um quest in that if i recall correctly yeah it's not so bad yeah it wasn't it was nowhere nearly as bad as the other one but that was a slog at the end for sure but i enjoyed that dlc otherwise too yeah so it's not like gearbox doesn't know how to do good dlc it's just mad moxie was so clearly a cash grab and it's just awful in all ways all right kenny well that's was that the one you were going to hit us with for your your dlc that you liked no the one that i do like we're ready we're waiting. Now, going back to like X originally asked is, do you want more of the same? And for my answer, and like I said, this may be a little bit of a cop out, but I think Rock Band does DLC the best. That was going to be my answer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it's te- it's it's DLC. I know it's a little bit different. Than your normal DLC from like a Skyrim or a Witcher or what have you. But it's still DLC and it's the kind of thing where all the songs are a dollar or two. I forget what it is. And, you know, you could just go through and say, oh, look, there's my new favorite band's song is on here. Oh, let me buy that. Let me buy this song that I don't necessarily like. But because I play this game as a party. I know other people enjoy this and just let you add on to the game. And I mean, rock band probably has taken more of my money than any game out there. Cause it's, you know, Oh, $2 for that song. Sure. I can swing that, you know, a couple of days later. Yeah, I could swing that. Yeah. I could swing that. Next thing you know, you got a thousand songs in your library. Yeah. I, I don't want to trample all over like your answer. Cause I picked the same one. So I'll, I'll hit yeah, some other elements when I get there, but it's really, it, I agree. In my opinion, it's the perfect DLC. It increases the gameplay. It allows you to play in different ways because it includes different charts and mm-hmm. rotations and things like that. All of the DLC is applicable to the base achievement list. So you can get brand new DLC that makes mm. an in-game achievement easier than it was before, which is very atypical of DLC that comes out. The price was reasonable. You were not obligated to buy any because you can complete the entire game without a single piece of that DLC. So I, I that was exactly my thought. And I agree. It may be a cop-out answer because 
this isn't what we're really talking about when we talk about DLC, right? Rock Band DLC is more akin to buying horse armor in uh, Elder Scrolls, right? right? Where it's it it's not necessary to do because there are no extra achievements attached. But it expands the game in the best possible way in that it increases your gameplay time. It allows you to continue to engage with the product and it can help make the base list easier than it was in the first place. Mm-hmm. And as an added bonus, I think Rock Band did it better than Guitar Hero because Guitar Hero was constantly pumping out new games like two a year, whereas Rock Band was like one every couple of years. Mm -hmm. So to get more songs, you didn't have to go spend another $60 on, you know, the game. And then some of my DLC is here, some of my DLC is here, and you have to constantly switch in games in and out to play the songs you want to play. Rock Band is just Rock Band. Your two, the songs that you bought on three carried over to four, and all of your music was just in one cat. What is in one spot? Yeah, unless it was Green Day. Right. But yeah, huh. even then you could import them over. So a lot, yeah. most of them. To to their credit, also to Harmonix's credit, music licensing is a bear. It is very difficult yeah. to work with. Uh, L can attest to as a wrestling fan how often you watch wrestling from bygone eras and the themes are replaced with terrible like dollar store versions of themes because music huh. licensing is very complicated very few songs in the rock band library wound up out of the rock band library like you could still access them and things of that nature so it's just it's it's smartly done and so it deserves props in my opinion given the context of our discussion today yep only the songs that were in rock band the rock band network were lost which Yes. That's that beyond, I, I spent a lot of my money and I did lose quite a bit few songs on that. And be honest, once you got some DLC, did you ever play the base game songs again? Uh well yes. A few? Not a lot. I guess Rock it depends. Band, Rock band two and three, yes. Oof. Rock mm. band one, it took a long time to go back to playing some of that base <laughs> DLC. Or that base um base songs, excuse yeah. me. I also don't remember the list off the top of my head. It's been a while. Well, I think Michelle and I were early adopters, so we played Rock Band 1, Base Games to Death, and then three new songs would come out. You play those along with the base game, and then you're still playing the base well, game along with the DLCs, and then you eventually get sick of the base game songs. Well, and it's for those who again. don't recall, and, and Devin, I'm not sure if you were also an early adopter of Rock Band, but in the first Rock Band, the set list had very little uh, customizability. So you would wind up with a set list that was creep and buddy holly and the stone temple pilot song or whatever <laughs> uh, slips my mind but you'd wind up replaying that a lot because uh, it was shorter and vaseline and whatever else and say it ain't yeah so. <clears throat> and, and like oh right so you would wind up playing those same songs over and over again because you really didn't have a choice the 53 yes. song set list or whatever it was those 50 there might have been 40 different tour stops and those 53 songs mm -hmm. made up all of those tour stops and at a point where even when you got DLC in the original rock band, the campaign mode didn't adjust to include them. There wasn't as much ability to select stuff and the user interface in the first rock band wasn't streamlined. So as you got DLC, you still had to scroll through like large, large lists, but by rock band two, they worked all that out and it was completely fine. Mm -hmm. uh, let's get into a, patron answer this first one is from wild west 
He says, I think it depends on the game and what direction they go. Expanding on the universal game works well for Bioshock, Assassin's Creed, and Borderlands. Other ones like Far Cry and Ghost Recon feel tacked on and cheap. I prefer the first option at a, at a reasonable price. And that I, I can agree. I think games that have the open world environments like in Assassin's Creed do do well for DLC because you can kind of have that same gameplay, but just in a different territory. And especially for a game like an Assassin's Creed, who where the gameplay is actually really, really good and it's a lot of fun in and of itself, you always want more of it. Or at least I do anyway. Uh, and another patron question or answer will go from uh, Erotarek. And Good he enough. says, yeah, close enough. I'm not, I'm not going to get his right name, right? He knows that. In a single player game, he wants either one, an expansion to a story or a similar single player experience. Uh, or two, more content in line with what the original game provides in the game doesn't really like provides if the game doesn't really have a story like Forza and Horizon Horizon or three whilst not my favorite thing a challenge mode based in the levels of the base game like Rise of the Tomb Raider he also doesn't want a horror mode or battle royale stuff and then if it's a multiplayer game just extra maps which I agree with that multiplayer games like Halo or Call of Duty I bought every single DLC when they had a couple more maps. I was always up for that. And that's something very simple to help expand on the gameplay and not make it feel old or stale. Looking at you, Halo Infinite. Any more that they don't uh, they don't sell you those maps. You just get them for free. You have to buy all the other stuff, skins, man, and your box of loot. Yeah, and skins are in a new money bag. All right. Uh, how about you, Michelle? All right. Um, do you want me to talk over the sirens in the background or uh, wait this out for Come a second? From. Yeah, give it a sec. And then go ahead and say your least favorite if you have that or whatever, you, anything else. And then you can go ahead and read patron options or whatever. Okay. So since my uh, Kenny cheated off of my homework and my stuff was already basically said, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna no that's totally cool because um, there are so many great patron answers I'd rather spend more time focusing on them now that we've had such a good discussion amongst us but I also just wanted to highlight and this was the point I was gonna make before but I didn't want to steal your total answer turn good DLC is also dependent on the genre of the game so in a puzzle game for example something like tumblestone when they add a D- or round guard actually is another one. When they add a DLC that brings a different game mode or a different style of play, that's refreshing in a puzzle game. Hmm. And I enjoy seeing that. I'm not saying this is a DLC that happened, but like if you take a Batman Arkham Asylum and you add a drag racing DLC, I really don't want that. <laughs> it might be fun. I agree. Batman but better I don't win. <laughs> want that. So <laughs> so DLC is de- is dependent on genre to some degree. Stating again briefly, I do agree worst DLC is Mad Moxie for all the reasons we've already listed. Best DLC for me is, is also Rock Band. I also 
just I enjoy maps, new maps and multiplayer games. I always have a fondness for um, and like I enjoyed things like the extra Alan Wake content because I really enjoyed the ambiance of Alan Wake. But I know that's not for everybody. So with all that said, uh, let me go ahead and just read a couple more patron responses. First up, Umple Beast, who shares with us, I think the core gameplay should stay the same. A change in location isn't necessary, but I do appreciate different visuals. I think DLC should at least feature new, a new mechanic to the game. Syndicate's Jack the Ripper DLC was a great example. This is subjective to each individual person, but I'm not a fan of focusing on the one thing I liked least about a game. While I enjoyed the vaults in Immortal Phoenix Rising, I didn't like them near enough to have fun in a DLC dedicated to that and only that. And that's sometimes risky. A game will have a, a segment of it that picks up steam and people really enjoy and they'll release a DLC that really features that. Um, I think there's some of that in like Saints Row where there's the Professor Genki stuff was like a full DLC, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Devin, I think you might. Oh, yeah. More than nah, I would. I okay. So, and I think that that's great. But if, if you don't like it, it, that's a calculated risk that the developer is going to take, right? They're going to look at player interactions and impressions and whatnot and make a decision based on that. It won't work for everybody, but it's generally an idea that makes sense, right? Um, next, Echo says, there are exceptions, but DLC sucks. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I want expansions to make a resurgence like Lord of Destruction, Brood War, Stormblood, Forsaken, etc. It might sound pedantic, but the scope and effort behind expansions are much more exciting and worth my time and money. For what it's worth, I'm doing all the Borderlands 1 DLC right now, and I hate every second of it. So, okay, we've, we've spoken about Borderlands right, 1. We're done. We're done. Borderlands is, de is a dead topic like we right said, now. It's awful. I'm putting a moratorium on Mad Moxie. It's done. Uh, and and expansions are are interesting. I feel like it's a little, it's splitting hairs a bit because an expansion is just a DLC, but it's got a very targeted premise. Unless I'm misunderstanding Echo, and if I am, just say so in Discord. I don't, do you guys have a different impression of that? Like I think expansion is like um, Destiny, right? Had the the Forsaken King expansion, which is really just like expanding the game universe, but it's DLC, right? It's extra content I had to pay for and download. Well, it, yeah, I guess it's just there's some that they were like they did expand on. Uh, and even then it was kind of hit or miss like with expansions. Mm -hmm. It's because I used to play a lot more of those PC games and that was a big deal was the expansions. And I know that's a big deal in the Final Fantasy 14 universe. Like every time one of the new expansions comes out for it, like a lot of people, all the non Xbox gamers I know are super, super excited for them. Yeah. And I, some I think actually are, and they just don't call it that. Uh, but I'll get to that Ooh. in a bit. Okay. So, so I won't. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. I was, I was just looking it up real quick because I couldn't think of the expansion, but I like the Dawn Guard expansion for Skyrim, where it added the vampire stuff and whatnot. Mm -hmm werewolves so mm -hmm. and werewolves yeah where it added new quest lines it added um kind of the same thing where you know there's more missions more of skyrim to explore but then it also did add a new gameplay element where you could turn into a werewolf or you could turn into a vampire and it added new abilities where you can just really get op if you max out those traits okay 
I mean, I think some of this when we're considering like expansions and what we want to see, just to to come back around to Umblebee's point, like how variety is nice. The reason why these expansions work, I think, sometimes has to do with what assets a company has already developed. Like to make something that looks completely different, that's going to take a lot of work because you're building from ground zero. Expansions are smart because they're using a pre-existing game world and like putting new elements within it. So you're continuing to expand and, and explore, if, if I understand correctly. And that cuts down on development time, hopefully cuts down on cost and all that stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting point to bring up how expansions do differ for, from DLC and, and that approach to additional content in games. And then uh, finally, I'm going to just read Chesno's response here. A good DLC expands on the base game and gives you a good and as good, if not better, experience. A good example is the Garden DLC for House Flipper, allowing you to spruce up existing houses and complete new missions based on the new features. A bad DLC for me is in-game currency for a full-priced game. If it's free to play, that's fine since you got to make money. But if I pay for a game and I need more just to experience the game properly, that might have read that a little odd. But I agree with the, the point here that if you've already paid for a full price game and now you have to buy virtual credits, right? I think this is common in the sports games where you yes. need to buy credits to open things up. Um, that's a pain because you've already paid $60 for the game. And that's how they usually get you to get the super duper edition because you get a certain number of credits. Um, I just wanted to say in reading Chesno's answer out loud, I remembered another piece of good DLC. I want to shout out before I pass this over to whoever's going next. Mm-hmm. Rain on Your Parade had excellent DLC. Hmm. It expanded on the gameplay Mm -hmm. it continued in the theme of the game without reinventing the wheel it wasn't overly difficult it didn't overstay its welcome and i think that's also the the core game didn't overstay its welcome so playing them all together didn't feel so bad i i super enjoyed the rain on your parade dlc so while i remember i just want to shout that out yeah l was just talking that up last week i believe it was yeah, right before yeah, it, was, it left Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that, uh, I guess, uh, L, did you want to talk more about Rain on Your Parade or other DLC thoughts? Um, I was going to actually shout out Borderlands uh, one more time for something that they did right. <laughs> but I wasn't... An, did you play the DLCs as they first came out, M? For the first Borderlands? Yes. Or, um, yeah, more or less. I I don't think I played them... Okay. Completely right when they came out, but yeah, it wasn't like months after or whatever. Well, here's what I miss. I miss the idea of a season pass. So the one... Mm, Controversial take. The one that comes to mind is uh, Gears of War 3. So Mm -hmm. we played this as it was new. So we, we paid full price for the game. We paid full price for the season pass, whatever it was. $14 or $14.99 or $19.99 or $30, whatever it was. And and what Gears 3 did is they came out with map packs and they came out with Horde and they came out with Beast Mode and they came out with uh, a little campaign segment where you play as the bad guys. So it came so out with a good. little bit of everything. Yeah. General Rum. And so good. They were all four-player uh um, and I think Horde and Beast were five players. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gears 3 is the last good uh, Gears game, by the way. It is not. That's probably 
don't know. I'll dispute that of, too. I, I'm the last gears really five, good say. one. Uh, it, it well, wasn't. okay. I would love to, to debate that with you guys. <laughs> I just remember laughing. I just remember laughing throughout the whole thing and crying and and feeling emotion and having fun with four players, and then they made it two players and then three players, which makes me dislike it. Gears four was just two players. It. Yeah, Gears yes. four was two players. Yes, you Still get surprised is. at this every time. <laughs> but just I've, so I've never played one in co-op. I didn't know that. that. That is so it, stupid. It's worse to me. I'm sorry. Wow. Gears three. I remember design. my group, and and we would be quiet <laughs> during cutscenes, and we would come back, and you would hear tears, and you would hear laughter, and and it was a good time. That's what I remember. And in Horde, so, in Beast, you know, you could play legit. You could boost a little here and there. You, it was just gears boosting was a good time. So I'm a little confused. What do you mean you miss the idea of a season pass? Don't they still have those? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I don't understand what it is exactly that you You would pay ahead of miss time. Or what you're trying to say. You would I mean, pay like, for the season I like pass the idea ahead of, of time. Of a season pass as well. And I, then I every think... couple months you would have a new DLC that they had ready. They had an idea I for. I think it's more that we just don't play AAA games as they're new. So by the time we're I ready to invest in something like a season pass, it's no longer really considered a season. Like, I don't think that's the name they really use for it anymore. It's like Forza sort of has a season pass type deal. You know, you're going to get two or three yes, additional true. pieces of content. Oh, and can we say as an aside, Forza Horizon has some amazing DLC as well. The Lego expansion, oh, yeah. the Eliminator stuff, like different ways to play the game, different vistas, like really wonderful things. But it, it exists. It's just not the same. And I get what you're saying. Like anticipation is fun, right? For folks who played Telltale games as they were coming out, right? That idea that it's like you had to wait a month or however long it was until episode two came out. And you don't know how that's going to resolve. There, There is something exciting and engaging about that. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. is that kind of the point you were making with yeah, regard to that the, was the idea. Season, mm-hmm. that, that idea. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. I was going to say, yeah, like, there's been plenty of season passes I know I've bought. Yeah. For that same reason, because, like, I assume Halo's had one or something like that, where it's like, yeah, I know I'm going to buy all this, so I might as well just buy the season pass and save a couple of bucks. I know uh, Tomb Raider has had that. Halo's were just map packs, from what I recall, and just... I think like okay. the battlefields have teams. that. The Call of Duties have something. Tiny, to, it's just these are not games. Call of Duty's Tiny Tina really, had one. Uh, I bought. Right. Yeah. It's just these aren't games you're really playing at this time, so it doesn't feel like they're there, but they're there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Root to Rick had said what? No horde mode or battle royale bollocks. <laughs> but I guess Eliminator <laughs> yes. is one that uh, we're okay with. <laughs> it's just I so mean, different. Eliminator has just changed the. It, it. They took something that's so popular. And they made it work in the confines of the game that made it didn't feel like they forced it. It it felt like right. a natural peanut butter in my chocolates kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's also be honest. Like the Forza Horizon se- series is firing on all cylinders, pun intended. They could probably <laughs> make the Mad Moxie DLC and it would still be good. <laughs> they're, they're incredible. Four is an incredible game. Five is an incredible game. They no, no matter what they do, it's probably going to be good. They no, just know what they're doing. You know what they haven't done is a DLC expansion based on playground games, and I think there's a reason for that. I think 
the, the playground games aren't bad, but I think they're a lower played mode. And there's a reason for that. And they listen or at least pay attention to player habits and aren't encouraging more of that necessarily. Because I think that's as close as you're going to get to a Moxie style gameplay in the confines of Forza Horizon. I think my favorite part of the Forza Horizon games is that the DLC is always like a sneak peek to what they're working on in the next game. Mm-hmm. Right. If you know, like if you, from the point of hindsight, you can look at five and go, oh, oh they took the Lego uh, side things, the accolades. They took that, they used that from the Lego and they added that into five. They were working on that. Weather from mm-hmm. like Storm Mountain, they added that. Like seasons, they had a blizzard mountain in three so that they could work on adding all. Like, it seems like while they're developing another one, they're taking key aspects and they're adding it to kind of test the water and work on it simultaneously with their new game. And that's really neat. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Uh, Devin, what's your take? I'm going to pick um, with, because uh, yeah, some of these were really great and I would have taken them for my favorites. Uh, so I'm going to pick. Uh, Witcher 3's Blood and Wine DLC, which... I hear a lot of good stuff about that. If you've never played Blood and Wine, is a masterpiece of... It takes everything that the Witcher was doing, adds more of the Witcher in a unique fairy tale kind of land, and like just raises the level cap. Doesn't really change anything with the core of the Witcher, but it gives you more story and, and more story beats to to go with. In fact, it's so good. Hearts of Stone, the other DLC for the for The Witcher 3 is really good, but it looks worse in comparison to Blood and Wine. It's the it yeah, it's it's just that good. It's honestly when I was hearing Echo that like Blood and Wine could have been sold on its own as an expansion. Like that that That's that was what a, I hear. That is a full game that you could easily do it and like i think it won like some game of the years just as a dlc on its own it's which that's that in and of itself speaks volumes about how good it is yeah it just adds new monsters adds some more spells but it doesn't change anything about what the witcher does that's still more of the witcher and they just added in a full like full force story and it wraps up uh, all of the story beats in a nice little bow and the the depth is still there from from CD Projekt Red before <laughs> the internet grabbed their uh, torches and pitchforks, <laughs> and never put them and down. never put them down. Now, uh, it's a Reddit love is fickle. And, uh, yeah, another podcast I listen to they mention The Witcher Three often when they talk about like their favorite games or whatever. And they mentioned that the blood and wine is just as good, if not better, than the base game itself. It it is. It fully is. And I get to go and be a uh, degenerate card addicted gambler with a monster hunting side job. <laughs> and that's what I think I like the most. I get to go play more Gwent. I love Gwent. And, you know, hunt more monsters. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a full campaign, too. Like, I... It took me some time to finish all of Blood and Wine. A true expansion. Not just a DLC, it's an expansion. And I did pretty much everything, and I think it took me, I want to say 20 to 30 hours to get to the end. This was before I met y'all, and uh, you ruined <laughs> we me. We ruined your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ruined <laughs> And then I, just, I was never able I to go back. 
and yeah, I think you know the worst DLC is is still Mad Moxie. I don't think we need to beat that horse. It it she died a long time ago. Um, but you know other bad DLCs are just going to be cash in kind of DLCs or ones that um, I played Operation Tango. Uh, had a title update, so it wasn't even it was free DLC. That's what they call it. Um, but it was just one room with a bunch of challenge maps and just felt kind of forced. And I really just wanted more full out missions instead of like a training room. Um, but that was just my Mm -hmm. own sort of thing on it. But let's see what the patrons thought. Chewy on ice said, I like DLC to be something creative that adds to the core experience. More of the same is okay, extending the story, etc. But I prefer it to be something a little different. A twist on the main game. The Pixie DLC in Enslaved is a great example. So is Undead Nightmare in Red Dead Redemption. I'm not a fan of things that had challenges where none existed in the base. Trial maps in Bioshock 2 slash Infinite especially. If they lean into an area that wasn't great to begin with, such as combat, multiplayer, etc. Though maybe that's mostly because I suck. And that means I'll never be able to complete those games. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things about that Pixie's Perfect 10 DLC. I, I have not played it, but everyone raves about it. It's it is one I need to to check out. And yeah, uh as far as like going into stuff that you didn't like in the main game for me, it's Fallout 4 with base building. Hated that. Never liked building a base. Oh. See, that sounds so up my alley, but I've never played Fallout. <laughs> like uh Brutal Significantly. Legend. Uh uh, no, it's RTS. kind of like if if you were in charge of a bunch of toddlers and that needed your attention at all times and you had to build shanties, but that's neither here nor there. Retro Chief. That sounds like my life as is. <laughs> you build shanties like favelas? Well, minus the shanty part. <laughs> uh, Retro Chief says, pretty much concur with Adoritrek. That's uh, a full name, sorry. Though... Number three can do away also, which uh, I'd have to refer back to number three. That was the Battle Royale Royale. modes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to expand on what I have in general. Uh, I'm buying DLC based on liking what was already on offer. I think Sunset Overdrive and Forza do a good job of expanding the base in a similar way to the original. Yeah. I don't remember the Sunset DLC. That gave you more of those... um... Now, I can't remember what they're called. They're the team-based game modes where you you had to go through and accomplish certain tasks and, and hit certain point targets. And and uh, what were they called? The uh, there were some, Chaos Squad. Yes. And then there were also a couple of uh, story Just more of expansions. everything from what I remember. But yeah, it basically expanded the game world. Like, I know one of the achievements yeah. that was added was the finding the 12 drawings from the one guy's kid, I want to hmm. say. that They're... they're they are exactly what Retro Chief is saying he enjoys. They are an expansion of the game world. So if you liked Sunset Overdrive, it's more of Sunset Overdrive and it's great. If you didn't like Sunset Overdrive, you wouldn't be inclined to get the DLC anyway and you wouldn't miss anything. All right. I'm going to take over the patron reading. Okay. Thank you so much for everyone for writing in. There's a lot more. Bear with us. Logic Slayer said, I generally want more of the same. Expand on the existing lore or add new lore. I'd rather not have any more DLC like Immortals, Phoenix Rising, or Dante's Inferno. I appreciated a good deal of the DLC from the Assassin's Creed series. 
Now, I was messing with him, and I asked him, why do you don't like Immortals, Phoenix Rising, or Dante's Inferno? Because uh, they're hard. But what I assume what he means by those is that they are just so different from the main game. They're I've heard nothing but crazy things about the Dante's Inferno trials. Dante's Inferno uh, trials are just tacked on, and it lacks all the creativity that I think I liked the most about the main game. Because a lot of the, the creativity of the world, of, of hell, and all the different levels, and then to just be like, <laughs> ah, here's just some enemies. That's fine, whatever. It's, it's I think kind of lazy. The other thing to keep in mind with Dante's Inferno, the base game is an easy, but but good completion. Like, it's still fun to play. And the first DLC was very easy. <laughs> and then this came along. And for a lot of people, it sort of ruined that completion. It took a long time to do. I think you need a second player for a good portion of it. So it just... It, it took everything about a game that, again, was a relatively easy completion, but a satisfying one, and then added something that made it much more difficult to do, was not true to the core gameplay. It just, that that's another one that gets shouted out a lot, unfortunately, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and... Uh, Did you finish I, that, Devin? The, uh, the... No, 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 okay. no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't even try it, so I, I can't really speak from experience. I did everything else. I remember X, the hero, beating his head against the wall for the Immortals Phoenix Rising one, one of them, whatever he did, and he got it done. So I was thinking that's more along the lines of something a little different from the main game. But I, I'm not sure our resident Phoenix Rising person is on the beach. So we'll ask him next week. As far as the Assassin's Creed stuff, I'm pretty sure I hear mixed on those ones. So. Mr. Andrew Pants himself, Ahizo says, I want DLC that keeps the core gameplay but expands on it. Assassin's Creed's Tyranny of King Washington is a good example, as a syndicate's Jack the Ripper DLC. That one seems to come up quite a bit. Some games try to change up the formula too much and it doesn't play well. Using Assassin's Creed again, Revelations Lost Archive tried to turn it into a first-person puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Typing this, I'm realizing Assassin's Creed just knows how to do DLC. Do they? Learning from mistakes is important too, though. Understanding your old DLC was bad makes me appreciate your new DLC more. Torque's Campaign of Carnage is a great DLC in Borderlands 2. Learning from the mistakes of the dumpster fire that is Mad Max's Underdome. Oh, man. We talked about Borderlands. Forgot. Oh, wait. Borderlands 2 also gave us Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, which I still rate as one of the best DLCs I've played in many franchise in any franchise i assume yes although i will say i'm pretty sure we uh got stuck in that dlc (laughs) like actually stuck did we wind up restarting a glitch there was there was a quest giver that didn't spawn yeah and it's it's not completely unusual it does it is known to happen but we didn't get the quest and we had to play it over but it didn't feel terrible to have to do that it's always a little annoying and this our our issues with Borderlands 2 are well documented, but that DLC was still fun. Oh, so good! It it's was spin, funny. It's a standalone got away spinoff with, uh, with things. Yeah, they should make one of those. Uh, they spun it off like it's its own game. You right. can even buy just that if that if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. And we're going to turn the conversations a little bit sideways now. Mental Night, the fifth says, I am on record as deploring difficulty mismatches. I never want a fairly challenging game to have baby achievements in an update, and I don't want vice versa. 
As for actual content, I like almost anything that's more of the same uh, or a slightly different flavor, such as Minerva's Den in Bioshock 2, the Martial Arts Tournament and Zombie Story in Sleeping Dogs, Enter the Dominatrix in Saints Row the Fourth, <laughs> George Washington's stuff in Assassin's Creed. Same, but different, but still same. <laughs> Love you, Mental. I never want trials and challenge modes if that wasn't the main game. No matter how well done, they feel tacked on and tedious. I'm looking at you, Bioshock Infinite Clash in the Clouds, Dishonored Dunwall City Trials, and I'm looking at you again, Bioshock 2 Protector Trials. All right. Those Protector Trials are real bad. <laughs> Highly like opinionated. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask a question to you guys. Okay. Do Are we including title updates in this? So when he um... says... He doesn't want baby achievements in an update. Obviously, our good friends uh, Zidalon come to mind. But those or are even if the easy. game. Well, yeah, but something like Mushroom Savior, at least you would play through 20 levels and then the title update. You just have to do some nonsense in the first level and you get a free thousand. So, I speaking I know we've for talked myself, about this to death, but does this mm-hmm. count in the spirit? Well, I think. I think speaking for myself in the way that I read the question, DLC implies spending money. Title updates, you don't spend money on them. So I did not really consider title updates when considering the question. Because part of what you're considering with DLC is cost. Is it worth what you're going to be investing, whether it's an independent DLC or a season pass, to get this content? So I think title updates are are tangential to the conversation. I think the phrase DLC does not imply... Uh, payment. It just is content that needed to be downloaded secondary to the main game. Yeah, but in my mind, DLC always comes with a cost. Yeah, I have seen yeah. the phrase free DLC. I'm sure DLC. there are free DLCs. But yeah, tossed around. Yeah, that, I, I see what Devin's saying. Or we had something like Titanfall where it started off as paid DLC, but then they just made it free. Uh, all the gear that, stuff is free. That was a good, that was a great title update slash DLC. But, like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to articulate this well because this wasn't really the discussion we set out to have. But the title updates in Titanfall feel different than the DLC in Titanfall. Like, the DLC in Titanfall yeah. was mostly maps. The title updates were things like the black market and, and, you know, earning credits and stuff like that. Like, Stuff that was more about like expanding the base gameplay was built into the title updates, where the DLC was maps. So they and I, I don't think that's a universal thing, but but the flavor of them is different. I don't know how to say that so that it makes more sense. Um, but yeah, and I get what Devin what you're saying about free DLC, but I I just I don't know that I don't think any of us mentioned free DLC in any of our discussions. So I don't really think that that was the core concept as we were answering this question, whether we intended it to be or not. I also off the top of my head can't really think of a free DLC. Uh, Operation Tango. The trial modes. I'm sure there's some. Okay. Yeah. But, See, I know there I know there's more and I'm sure there's been free DLC that I've gotten, but outside of what you just said, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. DLC just in my mind is something that even if it just costs a buck, it's some sort of extra content whereas like a title update is just hey this is something new that we're um expanding the game like michelle said with titanfall i think there was a really brief period where there was a concept of free dlc and pdlc premium dlc that you'd have to pay for that would be the bigger more expansive things 
and maybe that's sort of settled into title updates versus just DLC. But I'm not sure. I was looking at Peggle 2. I thought mm-hmm. those were free, but apparently they... No, they had a cost. They, they were very cheap, but they had cost. Now, all, all right. DLC feels free if you have a game share partner that pays for the DLC. So I, I can True. imagine. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> all right. Damn well, that was show. a good discussion. Thank you for the question, X. That was uh, generated a lot of good discussion. And thank you for all that the answers fun. to the patrons. Because it's great to see this variety of input uh, when we have these discussions. That's the thing about and X. If you wanna add- He's going to give it to you. God. Wow! <laughs> How much of that sound clip? Too can soon. Too soon. I don't even know what I was going to say. That was so stupid. Oh, <laughs> oh. Evan got himself with you, that one. <laughs> if you want to give your comments to this, <laughs> that's so dumb. Uh, you can comment in the Discord and podcast discussion. Let us know what you think. Well, with that, let's get into the game showcase. Uh, just continue in order, Devin. Even though I should have your name stricken from this after that stupid joke. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of strikes. After. <laughs> Dear God, oh. how do you do that? It's so dumb. <laughs> I've been playing MLB The Show 22. It's baseball. <laughs> yes. Baseball. Baseball. And it is Otani. Yeah. Do you like Shohei Otani? MLB The Show 22 oh, love Shohei Otani. They love him a lot. And uh, I've been... Really enjoying Shotani. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been really enjoying. uh, I got all the achievements and then I just kept playing. So, Uncle Beast and I uh, did some of the uh, achievements that would be easier to do with two people. And then we just decided because there's a co op mode where you uh, go up against another team of two players and you simultaneously control a baseball game. And we were just having so much fun just dominating these poor saps on the other end Whoa. of the field. <laughs> that... Did you just use the F word? No. Wow. What? Fantasy? Why is the F word? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. No. No. Field. Field. That's it. Um, Never mind. <laughs> that. Uh, uh, no, I know where he's going with free. this. I'm just not going to acknowledge it. Uh, that we. Well, you uh, need to do your impression of me. Um, I was chastising for fun you. and not for achievements. <laughs> oh, that F word. And uh, oh, yeah, we <laughs> we just because like uh, one person gets to be the pitcher and the other person fields, Field. or one person's the batter and the other person can do all the steals and stuff. And we're like working as a group, like oh no, go steal, and like I'm gonna bunt it, and it's great. Uh, it is so much fun. It's also a fairly easy completion that I've completed uh, well below the estimate because I got very lucky on some RNG achievements, including fielding a 110-mile-an-hour ball and hitting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball out of the park, uh, which required a bit of luck uh, and use of Jacob deGrom and the Field of Dreams <laughs> uh, baseball park. The attention to detail, it's, it's just things. its such a perfect baseball game. And if you don't like baseball, there's nothing it's going to do that's going to change that. But if you have any inkling that you like baseball, you're going to like this game. It's just an out-and-out improvement. I wish the list was just a little bit better and made me do more stuff, though. Because this one doesn't even make me play Road to, uh, March to October or Road to the Show. And I actually had a lot of fun playing Road to the Show in the last year. And I might just do it again. Because I just like playing MLB The Show 22. 
Yeah, baseball games not necessarily my thing. I'm, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of baseball to begin with, even though I'm currently wearing an Orioles shirt. Well, that's because you root for the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. They're <laughs> awful. But uh, I do know that MLB The Show is like the baseball franchise out there. There's nothing that comes close to it. And getting it on Xbox was a huge get, especially since it's in Game Pass. Yeah. The, I mean, if you have Game Pass, it's almost a no-brainer. Uh, and all the different modes and stuff, there's... I, I, I even like doing some of the little challenges. I think Al had one that he really enjoyed. Uh, he was talking about... I didn't get a chance yeah. to. I missed it. Missed the boat on the Jackie Robinson, but... That's okay. Yeah. But it's just like you said with the attention to detail. So on Jackie Robinson Day, everyone wears number 42. On Jackie Robinson Day, they had a moment where you play as Jackie Robinson... You know, even though there's a little thing that you basically he was playing on the L.A. Dodgers, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. They're they they're uh, henceforth well, actually, the, the team was always the Cleveland Guardians. I don't understand what right. you're talking about with any other name Absolutely. for the Cleveland Guardians. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the good things now, about there- the game. Every day, there's these moments that you can just recreate. That's cool. Is there anything? appreciable that was added or changed from not talking about the achievement list because i know you mentioned the achievement list doesn't include road to the show but it just in terms of the gameplay and what's available from 21 to 22 did did, was there anything notable that changed that's worth pointing out i found that the net code worked a little bit better um especially from launch because 21 did not work great uh right off the, the the jump i had to wait till like may before I could play anybody online and the game came out. That was last year's 21s. Uh, this one worked like, I mean, still worked pretty great, uh, especially considering that for the most part, baseball's pretty fast paced. So figuring out all that, um, a lot of it is just roster updating though. I think they added a lot of uh, different ballparks. Uh, there were some that I noticed that weren't necessarily there. Like I think the field of dreams wasn't in 21. But that's from the movie Field of Dreams, and you can go hit a home run and hit Kevin Costner's house. They <laughs> built it, and I came. Eh? Mm. All right, so that was MLB the show. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will tack on something <laughs> that that um, I believe you get the choice to play with twenty twenty one rules or twenty twenty two rules where pitchers can hit on the National League. So you have the choice of DHs in the National oh. League. Yeah. And you have the choice okay. of uh, Ghost Runners on second. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, so can, you have the choices of all that stuff. You, you can either choose to play by the uh, by the real rules or the modern rules. DHs are here to stay, my friend. I don't like it as much as you do, but uh, working out for the Mets so far, so I'm, I'm growing to like it a little bit. It works out for my scorecard, too. So much yeah. neater without doing all the replacements. I, I, I miss the DH, but man. So, I, I just or I sit there. not having the DH, but I just man. sit there and I feel like an old, old man just scowling yeah. at the designated hitter in, in Wrigley Field. Scowling. Yeah. New rules. You can generate power by the amount of spinning and graves that are being done. Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I, Undertaker. Like I said, I'm not a big baseball fan. 
I know you all were angry about the new rules, and I meant to ask about what the new rules were, but I forgot. Well, we just explained it, Kenny, but that's yeah, okay. that's fine. <laughs> you said a lot of things, and a lot um, of went over my head. Well, but this okay. is an achievement hunting podcast, you know it- <laughs> so we're not going to talk about <laughs> baseball rules. That can be for the post show. Join us for our Patreon exclusive baseball talk. Oh, man. We're going to get so many people to sign up for that. All right. If that's all for uh, MLB The Show, uh, L, what game do you want to talk about? All right. Well, as the 17th place true achievement scorer in puzzle games in the state of New York, I feel qualified to talk about uh, this game called Invento, <laughs> and it is from publisher Seven Levels from developer Afterburn, which sounds very painful. It is basically ah, talk about. Um, if you look at the thumbnail, you're like, "Oh, this is cute." This there's two cats, and they're looks like they're playing cards. But if you look closer, they're actually eating sushi. <laughs> so. Ooh, sushi. Yeah, it's a game about sushi, which, of course, made me excited because I like sushi. So you got my attention now. I like food. And to a certain extent, I like puzzle games. Um, You start off with a a bento box, I guess you would call it, which I believe bento is the word for box. So it's a box box. That's neither here nor there. And basically, you get a, a picture and you have to match. Uh, you get <laughs> you get uh, four pieces of sushi or five pieces of sushi, and you can rotate them. And you have to basically just match them and form the the pattern. So in the early levels, you're basically just throwing them on, and the hardest thing you have to do is layer them on top of each other to to hide them and and form the pattern. And in the beginning of the game, it's fun. You can figure stuff out. As you progress, you find they add new game mechanics, uh, such as rotating, uh, switching the, the sushi pieces, moving them off of your board, and then putting them back on the board, and all kinds of other crazy things. Uh, so eventually, after a few stages, um, you know it gets it gets difficult. Now, I actually played the first few stages with my kids, and my kids were actually getting the hang of it and enjoying it. And then after a while, um, what I was doing is going to the video guide and just telling them the first move. So it was like a compromise. Instead of just telling them the whole answer, telling them the first move, and that was usually enough to get them started and solve the puzzle. Uh, there's 14 levels. And you know the achievement video is about 45 minutes, so they tell you just put the video on 0.75 speed and you'll probably have it done and little over an hour, but you know that doesn't really work. It takes longer, but um, looks like much a, to say just about a it. basic puzzle it. game. I don't know. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before where you're layering things. I, I did find it cute. interesting. Did you play it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one track. It's awful, the musical track. <laughs> Turn it off immediately. I'm usually a big proponent for these these. Music, ugh, awful. Turn it off <laughs> and put on something a little more rocking. 
uh, yeah, but you and you are a, a cat, and every time you beat a level, you you, um, <laughs> you start up as a baby, and then you uh, get a, your teenager, and then you graduate. Yeah, you, there's cutscenes, cat scenes, I guess you can call them. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, well, anyway, Devin approved of that one. Is this what I do to people? <laughs> it was the joke was perfect. So there it is. It is getting late, and I am delirious. But anyway, uh, the game is five bucks. If it goes on sale, pick it up. Like I said, you'll probably enjoy the first half of the game without a guide, and then resort to a guide, and it'll be done fairly quickly. And yeah, that's in bento. We'll have to find someone who's. Better at me than in puzzle games to help out. If only we knew someone. Yeah, I know. To find someone. Well, that's okay. You didn't ask. So. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Seven. <laughs> Read this guide for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing All about right. it is you, you can't find a, uh, a written guide for this time. No, there's no way a written guide would work for this. You'd probably have to do a series of pictures. All right. Well, now, Keith, let's get to the last game. Uh, Michelle. What game do you want to talk about? I am going to talk briefly about another puzzle game called Castles. Castles Mm -hmm. is developed by Woot Games and published by Badland Publishing. It came out five years ago already, six years ago. So it's been around a while. It's only $4.99, but it's never been a Game Pass game. It's never been games with gold. So it hasn't been tracked by too many people. It does go on sale occasionally, but at $4.99, it's already a fair price. In castles, you essentially are trying to match these bricks that fall down on a five by five grid. So when the game starts, it's a five by five grid. You can move around the outside, your little character can, or you can move across the grid. As gameplay progresses, these blocks fall down and the blocks have a color and an icon on them. So they will be red with a pickaxe or they will be blue with a shovel And what you have to do is match at least sets of three to remove those blocks from the board. All the while, more and more blocks are falling on you. If you make matches of four, you get a hammer, a sledgehammer that you can use to remove some blocks. If you make a match of five, you get an exploding barrel that allows you to destroy more blocks. And that's pretty much it. That's the core of the gameplay. Now, unlike many of these kind of games, because you're actually controlling a little character, the character can push and pull the blocks. So that's how they get next to each other. But you can also press A to vault over blocks. So you don't have to walk around the entirety of the grid to get to the blocks that you want to move. Castles is easy to play, but difficult to master. Oh, yeah. There is a campaign of sorts. The way the campaign is structured is you play up through 10 floors. So each floor is a different set of tasks. So you'll see it in the upper left. It'll say you have to make one match of sand colored blocks and two matches of blocks with axes on them. And once you make that those matches, you move up to the next floor. Once you get to the 10th floor, you access the enemy for that set, the main villain or whatever for that set of floors. Defeat that villain, earn an achievement. So that's where most of the game's achievements come from. Castles also has a set of achievements attached to a survival mode, which is exactly what it sounds like. You just have to continue to remove bricks for up to eventually seven minutes. And that is quite difficult. Now, here's the thing with castles. It does have a high TA ratio, and I think for the most part, it deserves it. But it is apparently a game that if you have the patience, you can sort of cheat your way through. 
the way that you do this is, well, there are two, two elements. First, it's co-op. So you can have a second person join you and have them help move around all the blocks for you. Or you can just plug in the second controller, make sure that second controller gets an exploding barrel, and then park it in the corner so that you basically have a second barrel ready to go at any time that you need it. The other thing you can do is pause frequently. If you pause the game, does not cover up any of the grid. So you can look and see what you have and plot your next moves as carefully as you can. And if you abuse this, that's apparently the way to succeed at the higher levels of the game. I have not done that because I what I find fun about the game is that it's it gets pretty frantic. It is unfortunately one of those where you'll get through the first two or three levels just fine. And by the time you get to level seven or eight, that's where you struggle. So it involves playing up to there every time, which can get annoying. But the base gameplay is fun. The controls are a little loose, I guess. I'm not sure if that's the best way to put it, but frequently it'll be like, I only moved up one block and it moved up two. Yeah. So that's just something you have to adjust to the game's input, I suppose. But I like castles for, again, for $5. If you like puzzle games, it's an easy recommendation. If you don't like games that might be hard to complete, I would not recommend it. I, I don't, I have not tried this pause trick myself, so I really don't know how successful that is and how many times you'll have to attempt that. And I don't intend to because that's not really how I enjoy playing the game. But yeah, it's it's a solid little package. It's only been tracked by about 3000 people on TA, so not a whole bunch, but I, I've enjoyed my time with it. I played it a couple years ago and went back to it recently and kind of fell right back into playing it. And yeah, that's that is Castles. You've played this game? Right. Yeah, I played it a uh, couple years now. And <clears throat> since I'm not the biggest fan of puzzle games, they're just okay in my opinion. When it did start to get a little frantic, I completely just kind of lost it. It's just like, mm, that's enough for yeah, me. I can see that. I mean, I've, I've never tried it with a second person, so I'm curious how that actually would. I I feel like because I get so possessive in, in these games, because I see a certain way to solve things that I would probably get. And I'm not just saying this of Elle. I know everyone's going to assume oh boy. that I'm just trying to <laughs> <clears throat> not so politely call out Elle. I'm actually not firing shots this time. I, I just, I get the feeling I would be so concerned about what the second person is doing impacting what I'm trying to do that that would actually be more stressful but at some point you know give it a try and at the very least have that second person to stand there and be like look just collect this this sledgehammer or whatever something you do have to be aware of in castles if you make a four match and you if you already collected a, an exploding barrel you want to hold on to that but if you make a match of four and accidentally walk over a sledgehammer it just replaces your exploding barrel so you have to be mindful of that as you're matching things so that you actually have you really as much as possible want to keep that barrel with you to keep the gameplay moving. It's not necessary, but it's definitely helpful. Well, I can't believe you called that L like that. <laughs> I assume that the achievements wouldn't pop for both people. Though, right? I don't think so. I don't think it has a second login. So I'm but I couldn't tell you for sure, because like I said, I, I honestly haven't tried it that way as yet. Uh, and I right. don't. There's nothing that manned there. Okay, wait, there is one achievement that requires or two achievements that require the second player. There's <clears throat> one for playing in versus mode. And I think that's just, you have to just play a game so the second player can stand there until it's done. And there's another one to play co-op and explode your buddy with the exploding barrel, which once again, you plug in a controller, 
you do what you have to do and and that's it so there there really isn't there there are a few but there i don't think they really required active play from the second player if i recall correctly but it's been a while since i've done them by the way i forgot to mention in invento the achievements are literally just for completing the levels there's nothing fancy or special about anything that's why they're so forgettable oh okay <laughs> but i always want to try to remember to mention the achievements <laughs> but yeah, yeah now that i'm, I'm looking at the achievement list in castles the achievement list is 24 achievements so there is some variety in there and there there are oh it's got a misspelled achievement or description it, i remember that has, now yes. so it's a dynamite <laughs> with an yeah. eye yeah that's right <laughs> i was gonna bring that up with an eye yep <laughs> Uh, so the, and there are you'll play a game on versus mode so it does ask you to go through the different types of modes that are in the game which i like it when achievements do that so that you don't just stick with one thing but the core of the gameplay is is that really like climbing up the the tower mode that uh you get the achievements for defeating the enemies on each 10th level well that was once again that was castles um now let's continue into our sales portion uh Oh, what do you have? I found a couple games. I remember Nate talking about Down in Bermuda is $2 instead of $20. And is yet another puzzle game, three to four hours. Good sale. Looks like a good sale. Um, If you want an easy game, there's Tony and Clyde, which was the game that we talked about that parodied something. The art, the art, yeah, the art was uh, something. I forget. Kane and Lynch. Yeah, Nate's like. talked about this. Yeah, Kane and Lynch. Yes, yeah, that's, that's it. Kane and Lynch. Right. <clears throat> so that is supposedly a half hour or so game for five dollars, down from ten. It is a shoot 'em up, and that's all I got. The uh, you know usually before and after the spring sale, there's not too much, but yeah, there's maybe someone else has almost nothing. What do you got, Vulgar? I uh, put in, uh, I just put in one, but there are several, uh, I guess I'd call them Loose Leaf Artifacts Monday games, or Halifax mm. Monday as I got. The one I'm going to point out is, because uh, I bought it with Dreamwalker, Never Fall Asleep. Uh, <laughs> I imagine it is a game about some sort of lady who is exceptional <laughs> in a field and uses a variety of different tools to complete an objective probably cuts glass with a diamond uh-huh. uh uses scissors and has to go through a whole bunch of rigmarole to eventually solve some sort of fairy tale something that's that's a really good synopsis considering you clearly have not researched this game i don't know why you know so much about it yeah. <laughs> now how is her ability to find hidden objects uh, dependent on my ability to find hidden objects, oh. which is <laughs> <laughs> which is bad, and I imagine there's also probably Ash. some sort of collectible thing in the background you have to find. Do they fade in and out? <laughs> yeah, they fade in and out. There's some sort All of right. there's some sort of thing. You 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 you'll have fun. It's three seventy four down from fifteen. There's a few others. I think it's uh, Scarlet Child, Cursed Mysteries, or Adjective noun, Scarlet mystery adjective. Mm-hmm. You, you'll find it. Just you'll you'll be okay. I believe in you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we could use some uh, 
free games. Yeah, sales sucked. But yep. we did get some Game Pass news this week. I just Ooh. imagine Koosh is there today. on the beach listening to this right now <laughs> going, No! You missed them all! <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's something. If Nate was here, he would recommend. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. in the water with his computer. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> trying to figure out recommendations He's for every single person. person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to say, I, I appreciate Nate taking the time to make a recommendation for the panel on last week's show and i'm definitely keeping an eye out for one four-sided fantasy hits a sale so just want to thank nate for taking the time to do that i'm gonna play a different now bug game instead of bug of oh yes <laughs> all right so the first game and i know Devin wasn't was really liking this Turnip boy commits tax evasion it's great it's coming to cloud console and pc April 26th. It's here now. This doesn't even sound like a game. This sounds like a, I, I don't even know, a, a fever dream. It came out now? Yeah, you can play it right now. It's great. Oh, Do it. Go download it. It's like 376 megabytes or whatever, but who's counting? And it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I was having so much fun. I was laughing my way through the whole thing. It doesn't look like it'll be all that hard to complete. I think there is an invincibility or whatever, but... I wasn't really paying attention. I went through two whole dungeons in like an hour, and I loved every little bit of it. It's it's great. Go play it. With a name like that, I just imagine there's going to be lots of people that are going to download it just because they got to just see what the hell is going on. With this. That's, that's <laughs> what it did for me, and it worked. And just as a bonus, it came out on tax day this year, <laughs> which is just it's just perfect. <clears throat> Uh, there is, next game. Hold on, oh, real quick. There is a review on the game, and the review mentions that the God mode does not affect achievements, but there seems woot, to woot. be two unobtainable achievements. The dev seems womp, to be aware of the issue, and it's working on a fix. Yeah, sweet. That's good news. Yeah, it's great. All right. Also, <laughs> uh, April twenty six, research and destroy. <laughs> This game is launching into Game Pass on day one. Game Pass is crushing it on the titles this week. Just. (sighs) All right. Also on the 26th, Seven Days to Die will be available. As just a little note on this game, the servers are set to close in September. So, yeah. (laughs) If I guess if this is something that's interested, play it now when it gets released. Yeah, it's uh looks like okay. it's a survival uh I've I've dove it. Uh, it's a survival Devin, uh game because I've dove everything. With Devin zombies. will be hosting hosting sessions from now until September, so No, I won't. No. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. Prue will. Yeah, there you go. Ah, uh, okay. Uh next game Coming to Game Pass April 28th is Unsold, which is another available on day one of Game Pass. It's like apparently a hard one. Yeah, it's a little propaganda. They say it's a punishingly difficult yet fair action RPG. <laughs> they don't want to scare people. Sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, also, twenty April twenty eighth is Bugs Next. What should be on cloud console and PC. Same dev as Octodad. Uh, coming May fifth is Citizen Sleeper and Trek to Yami. May twelfth, Sea of Thieves: The Shrouded Deep, which I guess is the new expansion. I know nothing about that. And More April twenty first. April twenty first okay. through May twelfth. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I was gonna say I definitely said May twenty. May twelfth. Limited time adventure in which Death Dealers will play it consecutively for. And then lastly, don't say the next one. No. Minecraft Dungeons. Oh, frig. Luminous Night uh, Season 2 is available on April 20th. Oh, my son so is into Minecraft this stupid Dungeons. game now. <laughs> now. Whenever Michelle comes over, he makes us yep. all do a level. But at least we get some progress done. Yes. Now, you guys didn't mention it last week either. But there is another Game Pass, or, um, yeah, Game Pass game that was announced. And that was Auden Chronicles Rising, which is coming out on May 10th. It's launching into Game Pass. Uh, for folks like me uh, who are super excited about that, I'm sad that you didn't mention it, but it's getting mentioned Waiting now. Waiting for you. Uh, so I, I guess so. So Auden Chronicles uh, is is the spiritual successor to the Sui Koden franchise that came out on the PlayStation consoles. Konami still holds the license. Konami doesn't want to do anything with the license because they can't make a pachinko machine out of it. So they did a Kickstarter and got lots and lots of money above their original goal. So one of the things in the stretch goals was this pre-game sort of deal called Aoden Chronicles Rising. Aoden Chronicles Rising is a town builder with an action RPG element. So the gameplay, I have read hmm. that the gameplay is slow, yet it is faster than the main game is going to be because the main game is a traditional turn-based JRPG. And I also have read that the some of the information from playing this game will carry over into the main game once it's released, hopefully next year. So if you kickstarted at a certain level, I you got Aoden Chronicles Rising as one of your perks, but it is launching into Game Pass on May 10th when it launched, uh, when like as a day one title. And I cool. believe the, the full game is going to be launching as a, a day one title when it releases in 2023 sometime. Cool. Also with that, uh, a couple other games that are launching into Game Pass eventually within the next two months. Um, no official release date as of yet. Uh, a couple of Ubisoft games. We have Assassin's Creed Origins. And then uh, For Honor Marching Fire Edition to PC. Uh, They will be coming to Game Pass. So if you're looking to buy those, hold off maybe. You'll get them with Game Pass soon. I can't wait to be on the podcast two years from now lamenting how I never got around to playing Assassin's Creed Origins when it was on Game Pass. (laughs) I was a sap. I bought it on sale and completed it. Same. Very nice. Yeah, but you got to... at least you beat it. But I'm a right. sap. I could have saved all yeah. of this money. And speaking <laughs> of season passes, I'm pretty sure Story I bought the season life. pass for that because it was like uber cheap when you bought it with the game. Ubi cheap. As oh. someone who's skipped oh. every Assassin's Creed game since you the Ezio trilogy. Oh. Is this one I should 
jump into and yeah. play if I find the time in the next two years? Or is this is it better to go like back to three or Black Flag? Like I know they sort of removed some of the storyline elements from the first couple games. What what's your take on it, Devin? I would say it doesn't matter. And you are it like it feels like Origins is somewhat of a soft reboot. Uh, oh, was, definitely was, was my impression. Uh, and they kind of <clears throat> sloughed off a lot of the uh, baggage that the other games had. So you're perfectly fine starting with Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, and I think you would really enjoy it. Awesome. I haven't played Origins, but from what I've heard, it's less stealth, more of the action-y parts, and it's also less of the modern-day crap that no one really cared about. Yeah, it's very, very little modern day. And uh, also it comes with combat. Like it has it okay. now, as opposed to the other ones, which, you know. <laughs> it comes with combat. Now with combat. <laughs> now with <laughs> combat. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, but then we have some games le- leaving Game Pass on Ooh. April 30th. Cricket 19, <sighs> Outlast 2. Secret Neighbor and Streets of Rage Four, which apparently makes Devin and L sad. That's the best yeah. of the bunch. It's it's so good. That one was also tricky because it lasted two years in Game Pass. So after that first year, you're like, all right, this is here to stay. Sega game it ain't going nowhere. And uh, yeah, it's going somewhere. And <laughs> it's a twenty five dollar game. That's a lot. But it looks like it has been on sale for half price at some point. So. I will just wait for it to go half price again. It's twenty dollars now. If that twenty percent off, it's it's really good. Not good enough. And the DLC is pretty good too. <clears throat> we should What's talk the about DLC for the we should game. Should talk about DLC one day. Yeah, uh, Mister X's Nightmare. It adds a actually weirdly oh, yeah. that's like a roguelite mode uh, where you pick a character oh. and then you get different update upgrades throughout. It's pretty neat. Oh, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And as always, just as a reminder, if you want any of these games, it's 20% off while it's in Game Pass. So you can pick them up a little bit cheaper. Um, But with that, let's get into some contests. Uh, Michelle, would you like to read out the two losers this week? Yes, uh, it is with a very, very heavy heart that I have to announce that this this week in G-Task, we lost from our community... Ice Fire, not from Tennessee, who finished 21st, and Elroy OMJ, who finished 18th. Great run, guys. Congratulations on having your lives back. That explains why Elroy recorded something. (laughs) Exactly. He'll be back now. (laughs) I hope you both enjoy having your free time, and I hope you both remember the lessons from this and don't sign up again. Don't do it to yourselves. Oh, they'll absolutely sign up again. But... I also look forward to reading about your exploits next time around. <laughs> Good job, guys. I think this is the last week of eliminations, and then next week is it. It's it's basically done. Yep, we're, Sounds about right. This was week 24. So Getting to the end. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. I personally right. would like to say how disappointed I am in Elroy for not winning. Just to spun that out. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, if you're going to enter every year, win once. That's all. Just once. Don't you enter every year? Here's logic. I don't want to hear about this top 20, top 10 nonsense. Just, you better win. Win or go home. Yeah, yeah damn right. Buddy. You better start preloading now for next year. You should preload now for three years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we'll by get then, lucky. I'll go back to sheer gamer score. That'll be that'll be what happens. So preload for three years, and then they'll change the uh, form. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's exactly what would happen. No, of course you New did a great job, only. Elroy. I love you. Mm-hmm. I swear you're all right too. Except you're you have poor taste in uh, in uh, co-op partners. All right. Cowabunga. I guess I'll all right. I'll be the replacement Koosh today and talk about the gamer tag challenge. It sounds good. It's Ragnarok, the fellow Nebraskan. As uh, wild card game is Cyberpunk 2077. That's worth a uh, bonus there for any new comp- uh, achievement or completion. Uh, and then the bonus, uh, better known Norse, uh, any work related to Norse mythology, Ragnarok, Odin, Valhalla, and we'll even allow Vikings too. That gives you a bonus draw. Uh, and you used to have a little bit of time left to do that. Uh, I don't know, like 10 ish days. I don't know. I, don't, I can't math. Something like that. I don't know what today's day it is. Uh, uh, Thursday. Thank you. Mm. That narrows it down. All right. Well, with that, let's get into the final segment for us, which is Brag Camp. Take it away, Michelle. All right. We have made it to the final segment of the show. In completions, we have Enigma Gamer 77 with 350 completed games. Ben L72 has just passed 400 completed games. Morbid 237 at 450 completed games. A Gray Shark at 600 completed games. Isrit 102 at 1050 completed games. And at the top of this particular mountain, we have Mental Knight the 5th with 1300 completed games. Good job, guys. In ratio, Sniped by a Girl has reached a new milestone of a tier uh, ratio, 1.6. Moving on, in streaks, Saucy Slingo's on an eight-year achievement win streak. Should have moved that to the bottom. That's my fault. Ace is on a 50-day achievement win streak. <laughs> Chesno's on a 350-day achievement win streak. Jeremy DJ, a 950-day win streak. Waka Pale has a 3,100-day win streak, as is Sniped by a Girl. There you are again. Blue Thunder is on a 3,250-day win streak. And Big L is uh, also on a win streak, I guess. is 3,400 or whatever. Whatever is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In gamer score, uh, PRTM Clue Scroll has reached a new milestone of 200,000 yes. gamer score. I'm like 0, 400,000. Kronos has hit 500,000. Ozbofniak, 750,000. <laughs> Enigma Gamer and Casual Exile have both hit 800,000. A Gray Shark has hit 900,000. Alicia has hit the fabled 1 million gamer score. And Dave Bodum has hit 1.1 million gamer score. Now, hold on. I'm pretty sure before we started recording today... That L also hit 900,000 gamer score. Did you? I don't know. Damn, Shell, you're stealing my thunder. I'm going to steal your thunder. Uh, yeah, tell us about how you did it because we're in the gamer score portion of Okay, of okay. Camp. Um, I meticulously made sure to even out my gamer score with Ord and did a bunch of other nonsense. And I played another puzzle game, Mikarama, and completed that to get my 900,000 on the dot. And uh, yeah. What was and the I achievement? Sh- I don't know. Just completing Mikarama. <laughs> I made sure <laughs> it was right. just a game that I could complete so I didn't accidentally pop anything to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So I, I, I mapped it out. Uh, I'll, well, maybe congratulations. I'll, thank you. Thank, I'll try to pick something fun for a million, I guess. And uh, You have 100,000 more to think about it. 
and I made sure to take a picture on my 360 also, uh, <laughs> just because that's what I used to do starting at 50,000. And, you know, now there's commas on the one, but there's still no commas on the 360, so I like the way it looks. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to me. But also, Alicia, who hit uh, her million, did it on um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, that classic. And achievement is called I'm Ready, I'm Ready. So Nice. Nice. Very cool. Very good well, job. Congratulations. A million is still a big deal. Yeah. Still less than a thousand people in the entire Xbox gamosphere. Now, mm-hmm. So I am curious who has the highest ratio of all the Is there an easy way to sort that on TA? There probably is. Not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious if there's anyone. If, in the, in otherwise, the, in you're the gonna have to click on all like 650 or in the people. I don't know if there's an easy way. If someone knows, let me know because I am very curious. If there's people that you know, I know like Redemption will play real games and baby games, but I'm sh- I'm sure it's majority easy games. If there's I'm a way curious. that we could easily figure that out, I would genuinely be interested in knowing that as well. Or is it just everyone with a million just has like? 1.4 ratio or something. I don't yeah, think so. Good question. Don't think so. Well, if anyone in the Discord has any clue of how to do this, yeah, I'm curious. Let us know because I, I'm curious I mean, as I'm well. I'm at a 1.6. Or if anyone in the Discord is bored at work and wants to sit there and click through <laughs> all of like 650 people and just tell us what it is. Thank you. Everyone's doing it now. So. <laughs> it is I'm trying. <laughs> leaderboards. ASU Unknown is now third in the Wales Achievements Completion Percentage for Leaderboards. Dark Lord Davis. Whoa, haven't seen that name in a while. It's top 50 of the Kentucky True Achievement Leaderboard. Nice. I'm still confused about how he's Dark Lord Davis and we call him Dinoble. I really still don't understand why. He's like is. Prince, he has so many different titles. <laughs> Maybe you should ask him. Have you tried talking to him? He'll be like, what? Huh? <laughs> you do not get a straight answer out of that person. There'll be some obscenities in there. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going near that with a 10-foot pole. Fuath is in the top 10 of the Wisconsin True Achievement Leaderboard for simulation racing. There's anything yes. more boring than arcade racing, it's simulation racing. <laughs> Dang. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm curious. Okay. I didn't wait. You could edit that out, right? Uh, <clears throat> not really. No promises. Intramus. <laughs> no, don't. Intramus is, is in the top 50 <laughs> of the TA Difference Leaderboard for action RPGs. Ooh, nice. Luke. 17,000 is now in the top 5,000 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for management. I would say the difference between 17,000 and 5,000 is 12,000. But who's counting? Hey, looky there. Michael wow, KV is in the educational portion of the show. Yes. I math. Michael KV is in the top 1,000 of the Europe T8 leaderboard for Windows. Retro Chief 1969 is in the top five of the USA T8 leaderboard for point and clicks. There you go. Sir Polygon is in third in the Georgia T8 leaderboard for Dogeball and Dogecoin. And Drunken Monkeys <laughs> is in the top 100 of the California Gamer Score leaderboard for role playing. <coughs> And somebody that we used to know, Rocker Dude, is now number one in the Games Played leaderboard for Vayners. 
Nice. I mean, if he just wants to start all of them and not complete them, I guess that's something he can do. It's something he did. Leaderboard to chase. Yeah. It is something he did. (laughs) In random brags, uh, since we don't chart uh, TA score anymore, uh, Retro Chief hit his 1 million TA score. Awesome. Congratulations. And he made a joke about how his uh, gamer score is pretty close to his TA score. (laughs) Go back (laughs) to what we were talking about. He'll be hitting his million shortly. And he plays, you know, a lot of point and click, so. Even if they're quote unquote difficult, there's always going to be guides out there to make them have low ratios. Uh, Dynable uh, has a four day achievement streak. Very nice. <sighs> uh, Rocker Dude you know, told brag me. Brag is relative to the individual. <laughs> Rocker Dude says if you're, as long as you're not looking, I hit three million gamers. Wait a minute. I, don't think so. <laughs> I think that's a lie. And Luke, okay. 17,000, said, I just had a nice week. The sun is out, and it was pleasant. Is that shout-out worthy? Why, yes, it is, because I just shouted you out, buddy. Can, can <laughs> I shout-out a couple people as Please. well? Is that okay? So I just wanted to shout-out a couple of my Gems of War buddies, who are also members of the Discord. Isret102, who we heard from before, or heard uh, about one of his accomplish- accomplishments before, popped the Jeff achievement. Which, nice. uh, if you know insane. anything about gems, that is a big deal. So congratulations. And also want to congratulate Triple Triad 777 for getting the new Horde Mimic achievement because it is an RNG on top of RNG on top of RNG achievement and has only been tracked by like 80 people so far and has like a 30 ratio. So good job on getting that done. So oh, wait. Congratulations he, to both. He did something go. else equally stupid. Is playing gems. What's that? He completed Lego, the new uh, Star Wars Lego game, and has all the Lego games complete now. Wow. All that's of awesome. Them? All, all of them. Jeez. Yes, I, for, I forgot to mention that. That was due to non recency bias. <laughs> yes. Well, he mentioned it yesterday. It was a long time ago. <laughs> 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 yes. Congratulations, Triple Triad. Yes. That, that is uh, a thing that he did. And he was talking about which ones were the best and not the best. And I don't know how you pick between your children like that. The easy, you just pick, you just pick the best ones. <laughs> oh, <all> right. <laughs> it's whatever franchise you find the the most entertaining. Yeah, Indiana Jones. All right, that was fun. Yeah, good show. That was a lot of fun. Two hours flew by. Yeah. I hope it flies by for the people listening to this. No. Yeah, probably, if it didn't, then probably, y'all suck because I had it'll, fun. Well, it'll drive by <laughs> for them. Be sure to download the additional content pack that we have for an additional ten ninety nine. We have a season <laughs> pack available for twenty five ninety nine that'll keep you Yay. up to date with all of our episodes. That's not the Patreon tiers. No, <laughs> but it could be. It could be. Or you could be a patron. Over at patreon.com slash achievementhunting101 to get the extra content and access to our super secret Discord patron VIP lounge. We have a new patron, Tara. I just wanted to say I love you, buddy. Love you, Tara. Thank you for your patronage. But if nothing else, join the Discord, discord.io slash h101. That is where the community is at. That is the good time. If nothing else, it is good. The the good place to distract yourself from work. Because who wants to work? Mm-hmm. I don't. 
See, there you go. And then we're also available in all the different places. You know this. It's all on the show notes if you don't. But with that, class is dismissed. See you all next week. So long. Bye, everybody. Hello, AH101. This is Neo21 bringing you the March Year of the Vayner Roundup. I completely forgot to record this last week, so here we are already a week behind and halfway through the month. So uh, first off, the Vayner of the Month for April, if you are not aware, is Trash Quest. Unfortunately, if you didn't know that, uh, you're kind of late on the sale because that game was on sale at the beginning of the month for a Basically $2, so if you didn't pick it up then, it is back to its full price of $10. So for March, the Vayner of the Month was Unsighted, which we had two completions in. One was Casual Exile, and the other was Skeptical Mario, which came in with the 16th and 17th completion of the game on TA, respectively. So as for the most completed game of the month, that was Flynn, thanks to it being a bounty board game for Better Completions Matter, coming in with eight completions. And the second most completed game was a recent release into Game Pass, Infernax, with four completions. So um, for TA earned in the month, first place, as usual, I make poop 24/7 with 13,728. Second place was Casual Exile with 12,053, and third was Icefire with 7,792. For gamer score, first place I make poop 24/7 with 5,725, Casual Exile in second with 3,815, and Icefire with 2660. And for achievements earned, in first place, I make poop 24/7 with 136. Second place was Casual Exile with 104, and in third place was Ben L72 with 103. Just one less, one more, and you would have tied Casual Exile for second place. For most completions in the month, uh, again, I make poop 24/7, just knocking it out of the park everywhere he goes, with seven completions for the month. Casual Exile with four, and a five-way tie for third with two completions each between Chewy. EOJ, Icefire, Morbid, and Skeptical Mario. And also a special shout-out to Skeptical Mario for being the second on TA to complete Batbarian last month. And given that we are basically already halfway through April, we do have a few completions in the Vayner of the Month already, which is pretty recent, just came out in December, and at the beginning of the month there was only one completion, but now there are four. Second place is someone who's not in our competition, but that was Bad Rubber Piggy. And then, who is taking place in Vayner, uh, Year of the Vayner, we have uh, a site third place completion of I Make Poop 24-7. And then Awoo for the fourth completion, and Jay Huns for the fifth completion. So, go ahead and get that completed, and get uh, your extra draws for the end of the year. Also, we have had a couple more games get added to the... Vayner leaderboard in the last uh, just last few days actually um, due to new releases uh, one of them is Wild West Crops which is normally $5 and it's on a launch sale for $4 which uh, four or five people have already completed and that is already the most completed game of the month so far 
And that is a Rattalika, I believe. Yes, it's a Rattalika, so that is a very quick completion, which explains the so many completions already. But on the better end of the spectrum, the game Blast Brigade versus the Evil Legion of Dr. Creed, which accidentally released on the store in at the end of March for a day or two, and then they realized they released it too early, and so they it stayed on the store, but you couldn't buy it. But it has now been... Uh, become available in order to purchase and from what I'm hearing initially from a number of people in our Vayner Discord it actually is looking to be a pretty good game and based on the trailer I would agree it looks very fun I can't wait to play it so that one is $20 uh, so I always wait for sales because I don't play anything pretty much right away so I'll be picking that up as soon as it goes on sale so that is about it for the March wrap-up you guys keep playing those vendors and I will talk to you again at the beginning of May. Greetings, and welcome back to another edition of Milestone Musings, where we highlight community members and a milestone that they are particularly proud of, which merits further examination. I am joined today by an individual who is the Chivo community's version of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I probably butchered that, but that's what happens to him on a daily basis. Some individuals might hypothetically call him Expovos or even Exprovos thrown in that phantom R, but those in the know refer to him as Chronos or Crow or just X. Whatever the case, he joins me on the couch today to discuss his recent milestone of half a million hashtag gains. How's it going, Cronus? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. J. <laughs> all right all right so um yeah uh, i i feel like we should start I, i'm sure we've covered this and perhaps i'm slow to the party but maybe just give us the elevator speech version of the name's origin okay so really quick i was in high school and i was studying greek and i discovered that the word chronos was almost similar enough to the characters that we use in uh the Latin alphabet that I could copy it over as XPOVOS because of course you couldn't use the Greek characters in any handle or screen name that we were using at the time. It's much more possible now because I was in high school quite a long while ago. Uh, but I decided I'm just going to use that as my handle because it wouldn't be taken anywhere else. All the handles I've been using beforehand, I had to fight for them and it wasn't anything I could you know, have as an identity. And from that point on, I was XPOVOS, even though it's not exactly Kronos, right? But it's close enough. I liked it. That's cool. Yeah, that, that was definitely the elevator version. I like it. So that was a very short floor uh, story. <laughs> well, not not a very fast stories. elevator. Yeah, a fast elevator stort, or short building. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so I, I was thinking as you were saying that the back in the day you said the Greek characters should not be around. So when you created that, that was probably around the same time I came up with my name on or my username. Uh, but 
because I was in high school as well. And back then, I guess we used probably the, the ASCII keys, right? So yeah. th they didn't yet have all the characters from the foreign languages in there and everything, which if you're teaching a computer science foundations class, hypothetically, you would point this out to them that, you know, the new version doesn't, you know, accounts for all the you know, all the characters in the language and even has emojis in it. So there you go. So... Could I always uh, try some alt keys, but they wouldn't necessarily be recogni recognized by a lot of the software. Oh, I'm sure. Um, what was the first thing that you logged on to? For me, it was a BBS. So at that point, I think uh, I had a couple of different email addresses that I was using, but also it would have been AOL Instant Messenger was oh, the, nice, the tool nice. that we were using primarily. This was like 97, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, that for me, it was around 94. Three, four or so, because yeah, BBSs were all the rage, and uh, I had never been asked that. You know, what's your username? And so that's why I got the OMJ at the end because Elroy, they're <laughs> like not enough letters. So <laughs> I, I did manage so, to pull a couple of unique ones. Uh, I had a chess.com handle that was fairly unique that I held probably as early as like 94. So yeah, around that time period, but it wasn't Kronos. So it's not me, not, not really anymore. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, and then I, I suppose Ames long gone. I remember that was around for a lot longer than you would have thought, and maybe it's still around. I don't know. Uh, AOL Instant Messenger, AIM, but yeah. Anyhow, we're not here to talk handles. <laughs> we're here to talk milestones. So, for those of you that did not catch it in the intro, you hit five hundred thousand on the nose this time. More on that later. Recently, and. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and if you would like a better rundown of, uh, of you know, anything that I could possibly throw at him today, uh, you can visit Cronus's TA page and read all about it on his very well-written blog. Uh, it is very well-written, I, I must say. And I'm, you know, an English oh, miner, and uh, I appreciated it. I appreciate that you really paint a good story, and I really like that. So I actually went, took the time and read through several of your, uh, your entries there. So definitely wanted to plug that. So. I do like to talk about myself, a little bit of a narcissist. It might be a little <laughs> bit obvious from the blogs themselves, the, the copious volume, the copious numbers of words, the fact that they're all about me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like to talk yeah, about a, myself. It's a very uh, you know, uh, niche subject, uh, but uh, I, you do a good job with talking about yourself. So, For some reason, people are entertained by it and keep coming back for more, so I'm appreciative <laughs> of that. I need to subscribe to it. Everyone else, subscribe to his blog. Yeah, it's good. It's good uh, literature there. So, so for those that are less, uh, you know, motivated, perhaps you can just walk us through the big day and uh, how you got to it. So I've been working on this for quite a while. I'd had a goal to try to hit 500,000 gamer score with 500 completions at the same time. Uh, I ended up not being able to do that because I had just too much dross on my tag and too much time would have been t required to get the completions in other games that had few enough gamer score in them. And this really sort of bends the way that we normally play. Like, we want to get as much gamer score as fast as possible. I'm looking to play games that are old, those 200 pointers that I know that you hate. And oh, I, yeah. I did complete a fair number of them. And I had enough that I could have gotten it done, but it would have really severely impacted how I wanted to play and been not fun. And I've, I play mostly for fun, so I want to make sure that even this process, even though I was challenging myself, was still fun. I ended up finishing at 465 completions because I knew I wanted to hit a multiple of five for at least to get the double milestone. Uh, but I was still 35 short of that 500 goal. And once I was going to finish on a completion, I had to make sure I finished on a completion that was worthwhile, so I wanted to grab a good game for it. And I also wanted the completion achievement to be 
meaningful that it has some sort of statement. So those were my criteria going in. And once I decided that, picking out the right one was just a matter of going through the lists and saying, yeah, that one's the good fit. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, it was a pretty obvious uh, um, pick that you went with, and, but we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, I mean, you could have pulled out the old Windows phone, you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, gone there, you know. I've never had a Windows phone. Uh, as you've probably spent a lot of time looking at my tag over the past 48 hours, you noticed that I don't have a single Windows phone game on my tag. I saw, I did notice that, and uh, you know, got two Android, one web, you know, a couple. I mean, yeah, it's it's noticeably missing. So, I, which is surprising to me because I view it as kind of one of the old timers. See, like I'm still kind of new to the whole achievement hunting thing, and I mean, I'm still looking at your tag, and you're like hitting stuff like in 2009 and all this other stuff, and I was, I mean, I didn't even own an Xbox back then. So I view it kind of as the old timer. So what happened with the Windows phone? I had Android phones for the majority of my phone career. Uh, I mean, my very first cell phone was the Nokia brick, right? That thing was indestructible and overheated like anything, but <laughs> it was it was a fine phone. When I got my first smartphone, it was an Android, and I stayed on Android for a very long time, so I didn't want to migrate away from it. And the Windows phone, except for achievements, didn't provide me anything else, and they were much more expensive than the bargain basement Androids I could have uh, purchased, so it was always just a cost thing. By the time I came around to it, say 2015 would have been the time I might have started looking for it, I was like, well, at this point I'm looking for a second-hand Windows phone, um, or something just to uh, get achievements as a secondary phone, and it just didn't work out that it ever happened. Too few. Um, there are certainly some games I would like would have liked that were already even delisted by that point. But also the fact that so many of the good ones were delisted or unavailable for other reasons made it even less likely that I was going to go down that path. And now with the service being discontinued entirely, it starts to feel like it was probably the right choice. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's one of those like. I started a bunch of games and now I'm just like full of you know, regrets that I'm just like, you know, ah, like you're really? not getting back to those, are you? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it's so, I don't know. It's like, even when I had it, I, I got, again, I was kind of late to the, um, to the whole thing, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, and by the time I got there, it was already in the shutdown mode. And so some of them worked and I had a phone that was kind of doing it. And then I sat on it and I put it in my back pocket one day, which just I don't never sit down. do. Yeah. I never do that. It was like, it was like in the middle of like, uh, I don't know, some kind of student assembly and I forgot it was back there. And then oh, I no. sat down and then the next thing I know it had like, yeah, it was, it was gone. And uh, then I got another one. And by that time, it was just, you know, it, the achievements stopped working. Like, you know, it was almost like a, an avalanche. You know, it was gaining speed and like nothing. Went, and I don't know. I may go back to it. But for you, I mean, there's I know you're a card and board kind of guy. Um, there were a lot of good card and yeah, board games on the Windows phone that I missed out on. And I'm, you know, that, that's a regret. I, I missed out on them. I would have liked to have had them. And some of them are pretty easy. And others just would have been fun. Uh, yeah. Those are all not going to happen unless you know they somehow get ported, but that's not going to happen. A couple of them were also like on Windows 8, and I did find ways to play a couple of them on Windows 8 where they were Windows 8 or Windows Phone, and I got the Windows 8 version of them done. Okay. Well, that I mean, I was going to ask because you know, I was looking and I was like, wow, there's a lot. There's 20 games for for card and board on the Windows Phone, believe it or not. 20 whole games. And, so, you know, despite missing all those, I'm still competitive on the leaderboard. So yeah. that's good. maybe going to say something about what I played. Yeah, that's that's crazy. There's like literally five of them that take less than three hours. So, wow. Yeah, so there you go. That's a thousand points just 
But no, I think you made the right decision, honestly. But yeah. So anyhow, you uh, you're you're going for the five hundred, uh, the five hundred five hundred. Yeah, obviously, the the one of the five hundreds didn't work out. So uh, I personally liked your choice. So why don't you enlighten the masses? What what was your choice? So I completed the game. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls for the Xbox 360, which is important because I previously completed it on the one, of course. Uh, so the game has forward compatibility. If you played on the 360, you can import your saves to the Xbox One, but it doesn't go backwards. So I'd already completed it, and that meant that I couldn't just pull it back into the 360. I had to do it all over again. So this was a legitimate stack. Uh, and the completion came with the achievement for completing 500 bounties, which is arguably the most grindy of the achievements. Uh, it requires doing a certain task over and over again 500 times, obviously. And it's not that bad, but 500 of anything is a lot. So the achievement is called Batting 500. And 500 times doing something, Batting 500 in the name, it, it was a really good lineup, especially for a game that I really do enjoy, even though the 360 version is nowhere near as good at this, this point. And the series is one of my all-time favorite series. So it, it made a lot of sense for that to be the one that I picked for 500. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sure that the collective gasp by all by everyone listening that you chose a Diablo um, what? achievement. Crow Diablo? Nah. <laughs> right. So, and for those of you that were wondering, yes, it the the achievement does have the little coffee mug next to it. So you know that's always a a bad sign. Uh, that's the the time consuming one. But uh, yeah, the batting five hundred and finish up the Diablo I I thought it was cool it was very fitting to you so uh props on that so that's uh that's that's a good one uh yeah I like it so uh was there other ones that you had considered as soon as I saw that one I was like no this has to be it um I figured that I should be careful and like have a backup in case but ultimately I was like no I'm just not gonna mess this one up I'm not gonna mess it up again I can't do that twice right (laughs) <laughs> well, twice you mentioned. So I really love the, the, the story. You, you have to tell the people how maybe in your journey to 500, you knew what not to do. Right. So, um, yeah, that actually we'll just get to that later. So uh, so the batting 500. And uh, do you remember what the last bounty was that you did? Uh, yeah, it was actually the Jar of Souls bounty, one of the easiest ones. Um, I was doing a lot in Act 1 for some reason, and I didn't want to change Acts because the way I was playing, uh, changing Acts often had a 30-second cooldown. I was like, ooh, I don't want to wait 30 seconds. I'll just exit the game and reload it. So it stayed in the same Act over and over again, which meant that I got to see the same bounties over and over again. And Jar of Souls was one on the last set, which I opened it up. I only needed the one more. I was like, which one of these is going to do the fastest? Jar of Souls, <laughs> let's go with that one. <laughs> was there any bounties that you uh i mean you are mr diablo and my always will be in my book so were there any which bounty was your favorite uh, to complete i don't know if i can say i have a favorite bounty um bounties especially in the time uh the patch that it's the last patch that they put on the 360 version bounties are the gateway material that you use to do rifts you have to do bounties in order to do rifts and the rifts are the best place to be so I would much prefer to have been in Rifts, but it's also, you know, there are a couple of achievements for Rifts, but they're really easy, all things considered. The bounties, you just got to do them a lot. So it's just time consuming. It's just kind of... Uh, it's there yeah. so that you can't have more fun. You know, it's, it's the thing that you do <laughs> so you can have fun. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it's got a whole 3.56 ratio, so 
That, that seems uh, high. Uh, the whole thing really? about yeah, the See, whole I thought it seemed low. I mean, time consuming and all, but I'll be honest. As I was going through it, knowing what I needed to do and how it was going to work, I spent more time getting all of my characters up to level 70 than I did uh, on the bounties, because I was able to use the time I was leveling to do almost all the bounties. So I had 499 bounties, the 500th bounty preloaded and ready to go, and I still had uh, a character not yet to 70. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and then there's the the one where you have to complete uh, level 70 with six different classes. So that one, so you kind of went out of your way. So how did you level them up to 70 without the, the risk? Isn't that where you get the real nice, juicy... The, the rifts are the best place to level up. Uh, yeah. There are no greater rifts in this version. Like I said, the patch hadn't included that yet, so you, oh, the rifts are the best place to go. The monster density is the best there. Uh, but yeah, I used the, the rift zones I had collected from doing the 500 bounties and, and tried to do them there. But I ran out of rift stones. I couldn't... <laughs> so I was like, oh dear. Uh, I, I can't do any more rifts because I'm out of rift stones, which you get from doing the bounties. And I can't do any more bounties because as soon as I do more bounties, I'm going to pop that achievement. And I need to do these other ones first. So oh, uh, I had to play creatively for a while to make sure that I lined up the experience uh, from just random stuff before uh, I could move forward. So how much uh, extra time did that add to getting the level 70 with Only six a couple different... hours, maybe three or four hours. Oh, okay. Hours. So yeah, I, was I, mean, I was, I was really my... close uh, by that point. And I just, you know, I upped the difficulty a little more and pushed through. Oh, no, I find this interesting. The, uh, the Xbox one version of it is, uh, the ratio is a little lower. So it's a 3.08. And so is that because of the rifts? Like the inclusion I of that? I suspect that the bigger issues are that the Xbox one version is, well, first, I mentioned the, the forward compatibility, so that you can pull 500 bounties from the 360 and get some of that credit uh, on the Xbox One. Also, the multiplayer is much more alive, so the idea of split farming for the bounties is much easier to do on the X1. You could still do it on the 360, but finding uh, co-op partners is going to be a lot harder. It's going to be much easier on the Xbox One. And also, the quality of the game continues to advance, and it's getting easier and easier over time. So just doing a lot of content and doing it fast is much easier on the Xbox One. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that leveling up the characters took me a long time, especially with what I'm used to doing. Uh, I'm at the point where if you want me to power level you in Diablo 3 on the Xbox One, no problem. I'll just set aside like half an hour, 45 minutes, and if you've had a level 70 character before, and you have a brand new level 70 character. If you've never had one before, it's going to take me three hours. Whereas in this situation on the Xbox 360, because the content hasn't been patched forward and doesn't have that power creep that's been done, it's 10 or 15 hours per character, much longer. <laughs> yeah, the uh, for comparison's sake, uh, there's not much different, uh, not much difference in the rating anyway. You said that it was you know much better better done. Well, on the 360 it has a 4.48 ratio or uh, stars and then on uh, Xbox One it's got 4.54 so that's kind of interesting I thought it would be more of a jump um, but yeah that's it's the same game still it's just they haven't patched it all the way through so everyone for the most part probably played it early on the people who are still playing it uh, are people like me who have all the achievements and continue <laughs> to play it anyway so we experience the quality of life improvements rather than seeing it as a better and better game necessarily 
I see. So you did mention how if somebody needs, you know, a level 70 character that you can level them up. Uh, I must say that I can vouch for that. Um, uh, and the offer is open. Anyone in the community wants it, I'm happy to do it anytime. And don't think like, oh, he won't talk, think about it doing it for me. No, let's just set up a time. I'm happy to do it for anybody anytime. I love playing the game. It's fun for me to do it. And if you just want extra characters up to level 70 or you want to run through as much of the achievement stuff as fast as you can and not have to worry about it, I'm down for it. I got you covered. And again, I will verify that. So how many how many people would you say that you've uh, ran through this, uh, you know, like just that? that About a dozen. All right. That's, uh, who was the most recent? Um, either you or Inigo Montoya were the most recent one. <laughs> I haven't done any runs recently because I've been so fixated on getting myself to the 500 that I haven't done anything recently. But periodically I'll post in the uh, True Achievement forums and say, hey, anybody who wants, the, especially the hardcore ones, because people are still interested in that one, you know, set aside three hours and I'll get you all the hardcore achievements. Yeah, they, uh, um, <laughs> maybe you should start offering a business, you know, like uh, when we were, <laughs> when we were, uh, well, the reason I say that is because uh, we were looking at the Diablo 2, which we'll get to in a second, the resurrected one, and we were looking for some uh, to get the run throughs and all this and that. Uh, my team was back in the, the last contest. Uh, and so apparently there's a whole thing where people, you basically are, it's like a tour guide and you tip the tour guide kind of a thing. And so mm-hmm. they, yeah, it's, it's a whole business. This person does this for money. And I'm just like, why well, gosh, I, I, I just was so, I mean, I didn't mind tipping the guy. I really appreciate it, but you know, it's just kind of, you know, just they're, they're make, they're monopolizing, just dragging people like me through this game, which I mean, I enjoy the game, but man, that really sped things up. So, uh, so yeah, maybe there's a business out there. You could just uh, corner the Diablo three market. See, Diablo two is uh, kind of taken, but uh, um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit less of a need for it in Diablo three because you can <laughs> self power yourself through it so much more easily. Diablo two, you still, especially since it's still a fairly recent release, and they haven't power crept it nearly as much. Although it looks like they might be doing some of that uh, in the going in the future. But uh, some of the things that they can do. Um, you know, glitching the agents for you or getting you into hell difficulty with a level three character or something makes it a lot easier to do the stuff that a lot of people think are the fun parts of Diablo. Yeah, the that's true. Yeah, I mean, we were using it for just kind of to, to get where it's, I forget which achievement is. It's something to do where you have to beat the game with every class uh, at the max or something or hell difficulty. Yeah, that's it. Beat the hell difficulty with each of the characters kind of a thing. And so, and now it's really not even really worth that much. So, but yeah. The game has been out long enough that those are all coming down because everyone's going to do it with one character for the most part. It's not too hard to get a single character through. The the repeated things is where, you know, okay, I've played the game once (laughs) and there are um, five characters in the base game and two Mm -hmm. in the expansions. So I've got to do this six more times. I like the game, but that may be a lot. Yeah. Not, not for me. I'm, I'm down for it because I do love the game. But even, even for someone who is enjoying the game, saying, okay, you've played through the game's content, now go do it six more times is mm-hmm. a little bit much. Although, again, this is nothing compared to the, uh, the big achievements in Diablo 2 Resurrected, which are for getting to be level 99 oh, and getting yeah. to be level 99 oh, yeah. in hardcore. Oh, Those yes, achievements we'll are no we'll joke. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely wanted to... Well, I mean, now is as good of time as ever. So the the achievement I was thinking of is, is I like the heat, and that's for completing the game with each class on hell. 
so that's the one where you play through what did you say six times uh, I guess six seven carries. times total seven times oh geez it's even worse so yeah so seven times will get you a whopping uh, a 12 ratio basically a 719 TA score for a 60 gamer score achievement so uh, that was the kind of the one we were going after but uh, I I admit, I looked you up on Diablo 2 because I saw, you know, you finished Diablo 3, you got the stack, they were both done, and so I was thinking, well, surely he's played Diablo 2 and is, like, almost done with it, and so I saw your gamer score, you're about half done as far as that's concerned, but, and I was starting to feel like uh, maybe, uh, I was like, oh, is, he, is he slipping here? And then I saw it, and I saw uh, your progress meter on the... <laughs> The reach level 99 and the reach level 99 with a hardcore character. So the question I have for you is, are you going to be the fourth person to unlock this achievement? Mm, no, <laughs> I will not be the fourth person to unlock this achievement. Uh, I anticipate that I will unlock it eventually. Um, you know, it'd be nice a cool one to do for a milestone. I think it's pretty unlikely, um, but I, that is, I'm hundreds of hours away from that still, even though I'm, you know, you see, uh, he's got a level 70 plus hardcore character. He can't be that. Right. No, no, no. This all, all of the time is spent on the back end. You know, the, the grind from 90 heard, to 99 yeah. is essentially 100% of the XP grind. <laughs> right. That's, you know, I was, when we were pursuing this for the contest thing, and um, that's what uh, Dano was talking about. He's very familiar with this game. He's real big in there. Y'all should team up. Uh, but yeah, he's really into this. Uh, but Yeah, uh, Dano and I have played a few times. He's helped okay. me get some better gear, and you know, we, yeah, we, uh, we, we chat about Diablo on a regular basis. Okay, okay. I was going to say, if not, I feel like I should play matchmaker here, so that's, <laughs> that's good. So, But, uh, yeah, the he's... The way he explained it to me and that I recall, I've slept a few times since then, was is that the first 20 or 25 levels is kind of slow going. And then once you hit 25, you just like blast through and then it like comes so much quicker until you get to, uh, I don't 75. know, whatever. 75. Okay. And then the last part is just awful, is according to him. So. Yeah. Under 25, you can be getting XP penalties depending on where you're doing. If you're not getting penalties, you're not getting the most XP. Weirdly, there's some weird calculations going into it. And after 75, all the way up to 99, you have XP penalties all the way. That's not... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, any game where you have this many players on the game and there's an achievement that has an 88 ratio on it. That's so stupid. So, I guess my question is, is like, when you're playing this, like, uh, so I'm trying to like visualize this. So you're you're playing this. How do you ensure? Because if you make a mistake, it's over, and then you gotta go back. Oh to yeah, the, yeah. So like, on what is play on hardcore? What, just to, to remind everyone what hardcore is in Diablo is it's your um, single life playthrough. If your character dies, it's perma dead, and all of your progress is gone. So if you died at level 92, you have to go back to level one and put through the level 1 to level 25 uh, XP penalties and the 75 to 92 XP penalties just to get back to where you started from. And you can die <laughs> because the enemies are hard, because you made a mistake, because the network crapped out and you were playing online. You can get caught up in a lot of different ways. So, so it happens. What's, what is what is your safeguards? You've, I assume that you play with some kind of safeguards in place where you're like... You know, playing a little safe uh, where you can, you don't get in those situations. What what is the the process to 
make sure that you're not a victim in this. For, first of all, it requires that you know the game very well. For Diablo 3, it's not something I have to be concerned about at all anymore. The game is easy enough, and I know it well enough that I'm essentially never going to die, even on hardcore, even when playing on very hard difficulties. I mean, I could push it to a point where I would die, but I don't play on those difficulties with my hardcore characters. When it comes to Diablo 2, you don't really have as many options. The The game is much harder right now and probably will be for the foreseeable future and it is balanced in a way where even a well-designed character can die if you get caught in the wrong spot you try and do everything you can to make sure you have all the powerful stuff that you're as strong as you possibly can be that you're playing as safe as necessary um but ultimately it just comes down to do you know the characters do you know what's dangerous to you what could hurt you what isn't going to hurt you how do you avoid the areas where you could get hurt and what are you going to do if you run into a bad spot? You don't do something like what I did not too long ago, uh, where I had a fairly high-level uh, hardcore character in, in my 70s, and I was like, ooh, this area is dangerous. I don't like being here. I'm going to run around the corner where it should be safer, and I ran into another pack of enemies that was even more dangerous, and they slaughtered me. So it happens even to me uh, on Diablo 2. It is a much, much different beast than Diablo 3. Yeah, that's... Uh... So which one of the... Uh... See, when I... When I played this game legit, uh, just for fun, back in before I was, I, I run the whole, uh, run my gaming with achievement hunting. Uh, I remember the elemental ele- uh, enemies, the ones with lightning in particular, that were the bane of my existence in this game. Burning uh, souls are rough. Oh, which ones are the burning souls? So they're like little ghosts that pop in and out, and they shoot lightning beams at you, and the lightning beams will do extraordinary amounts of damage. Uh, They're partially glitched, where they're supposed to do some damage to your mana and some damage to your health, and instead of doing damage to your mana and your health, sometimes they do damage uh, to your health and then, like, extra damage to your health. Oh, that's, that's dreadful. That, uh, (laughs) they need to fix that, man. That's, that's awful. Oh, so... Yeah, so you're are you the progress meter says you're at seventy one out of a hundred, but that you know like where where are you actually on this? You said uh, that was probably the character that died. So I, I know he was oh. over seventy. So seventy one makes sense. Uh, and I've been rebuilding him, uh, and I'm trying to. Um, I was looking for one of those people that I could like tip to help me glitch the agents on hardcore. No one's glitching agents on hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, fine, I'll do it myself. So I have two hardcore characters: one on my main profile and one on an alt, because I have to get the second one up to the point where I can glitch the agents for myself on nightmare. Um, and I haven't finished that process yet, so I have two in the 60s to take care of that, but, you know, that's where I am with the hardcore stuff. My goodness. Yeah, that's that's going to be some time. And for those of you that are curious, yes, it it does have a coffee mug next to that. <laughs> it had better. I don't know if there is a single achievement that is more time-consuming. I, I would have to research this. I can't think of any, that's for sure. I mean, think of the most time-consuming achievement that you can, and I bet you this one is at least as long. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Hopefully they they leave it as is as for for you poor souls out there that are actually going to ever go for this uh, achievement. Um, can you uh, rattle off who the three individuals are that have the achievement? Do you have it memorized? Have you no, gone to I don't. Them? The only one that I know for sure, and I'm blanking on his name, but um, he, he's he's big in the community. Uh, does a lot of very high ratio stuff, and I watched him progressing, so I knew he was going to get it first, and I think he did. So I just can't remember the gamer tag at the moment. Um, you put me on the spot and I'm forgetting. Yeah. I just was curious, like if you, uh, you know, yeah, but that's, uh, the, there's three of them now. One is X Rosier row or something. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know him. 
there's the X's at both ends, so I don't know. Maybe it's just row zero or something. But and then the second one, the second person to get it was Resident E. Lail. Sounds familiar, but I'm not familiar with his work, so I haven't looked at it. You know, I'm not again. There was someone else who got it right after the person I was oh, watching, and then now I guess one. because the time's been, you know, maybe they didn't uh-huh. get scanned in quite right. But and then the yep. third one must be the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the first person to win it was V Soli. V Sully. Yep, there we go. Sully. Uh, I knew. I couldn't remember his his gamer tag, but it's, it's yeah. V, Sully and I have had a lot of chats about Diablo. I had a, a, a commiseration post when I lost my seventy plus hardcore, and he popped in and you know lamented <laughs> with me, but also chided me for being doing something stupid. It's like, well, yeah, I did something stupid. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you and uh, Dano should uh, put a friendly little wager on this and uh, see who gets there first. And... Dano's got quite the head start, so I oh. think he gets there first. But who knows? If I gave if I gave up the rest of everything that I do for gaming, I might get there first. <laughs> I feel, I feel like every time I log on to my my Xbox, I I get a. Uh, whatever the fake achievements you know like for people logging on and stuff but he's looking for uh, a group or something and it's for that game it's like every single night so yeah you're right he probably does but those uh, of us who love diablo 2 really love <laughs> diablo 2 it's the best game in the series you know you, you look at how many hours i put into diablo 3 uh-huh. and i still think diablo 2 is the better game right so that's mm-hmm. kind of amazing yeah the um v soli was cutting it close i just noticed uh he uh, he beat uh, Resident Elail by five days. Five days. Yeah, uh, it, he was really working hard at it. He, <laughs> um, oh, uh, just just to say, because Diablo 2 Resurrected is multi-platform, um, you can play it on your Xbox, or you can play it on PC, and it's linked to your Blizzard account. So he spent most of his time playing on PC, and people really got a little upset with him for that. Uh, but you're doing it still on the Blizzard servers, and what he did was he made sure that when he got to like 99.99 and he was close enough, then he comes back and finishes it on the Xbox so the achievement will pop. Because we don't know if you hit, uh, sorry, level 9, 98.99. If you hit level 99 on the uh, PC and then log that character into the Xbox, whether the achievement will pop or not. Uh, oh, wow. You, it's entirely possible it won't. And that's an awful lot of time to have wasted. Yeah, that's that's not good at all yeah I, I did not realize that uh so you just kind of mentioned it why, what's the what's the deal with the pc why why is the why it's is that more like precise a... to play on the pc the mouse and keyboard allows you to do certain things that you can't do on the console uh, with a controller uh the controller is more streamlined but it's really just um it, if you click a button it's mimicking a, a mouse uh click somewhere and it's like combining two or three clicks into one sometimes but you're still clicking all those things it's saying click here then click here then click here and doing it as fast as the computer can handle but you're still doing all those clicks so if you're just doing it on the pc you can be a little more precise and for certain classes and for certain spells that's really really important uh if you want to run bone spear on necromancer for example it's not a great spell to be running on the console um i love being able to play it on the console and on the tv but if you really want to get these achievements, you're probably doing basically what Vsilly does, which is play mostly on PC because it's just more precise and you're less likely to die from <laughs> random stuff. So at what point, what level does your character need to be before you're going to play exclusively on the PC? I think at least 75 on the hardcore side. Before then, it's just, it's, even though I've lost one at 71 and it was really painful, it's not that bad. Uh, losing anything above 75, though, is starting to get painful. So that's when it really starts to become worthwhile. <laughs> Did you uh, create a uh, memorial of any kind to the the fallen hero? Uh, well, he's still sitting there in my character inventory, mocking oh, me right. every time the, I log in. 
with the gravestone is that yeah. what they oh, that's yeah that's harsh i don't know if it's a gravestone anymore but yeah he's sitting there and i scroll down past my characters and like okay that is the which is a nice reminder because i also named my next character sort of after the enemies who killed me is like okay i really need to remember these guys are dangerous <laughs> <laughs> right uh, I mean, well i mean yeah so all right i mean i know you can talk diablo all day so i can yeah, so I, I know that you would just like to talk about Diablo. I figured that'd be the milestone itself. So, is there anything else that you uh, in, that uh, specific to the five hundred uh, k um, that uh, you said in your blog that you probably would next next time you m- memorate one is uh, seven hundred fifty thousand, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, if I do manage to find some way to get a lot of time to play Diablo 2, it'd be kind of cool to do the hardcore completion uh, and complete Diablo 2 at like 666, 666, but I think that's pretty unlikely. So 750 is the most likely one, the next where I will go try to do something. I kind of have an idea of what I want to plan for for a million already, but it's going to depend on whether or not some of the hardware is still working. You know, we've had a couple of these scares with the 360 recently, and that did hit me as I was working on this. It was like, you know, I lost a week of time which I was playing Diablo because I couldn't log into my 360. Oh, man. I didn't realize they were having so much issues. Maybe I need to focus on my 360 games. <laughs> is it's, that, uh... It's, uh, the 360 hardware still works, but your login, the login authenticators are having issues. So anything that's backwards compatible, uh, you're fine. It's going to keep working for forever, as far as we can tell. But if it's on the 360 and it has to be on the 360, the non-backwards compatible stuff, and you can't get that login, then essentially you can't play. And what I was like, well, at least I can play offline. Well, no, I can't even do that because I converted all my saves to cloud saves. And if you can't log in, you can't get your cloud saves. Oh, that's a bad combo. So, yeah, uh, I'm working hard on finishing off some old stuff, which, you know, one of the other completions that I got in this rush up to 465 was a Kinect game. And obviously most of the Kinect stuff can't be backwards compatible. Uh, And this Kinect game had been on my tag for way too long. And it was lingering as like, well, okay, I want to do something. I'll just knock something out and... I spent an afternoon on it and actually got the three hardest achievements, and I felt so good about that. <laughs> what was the Kinect game? That was um, Freefall Adventures. Uh-huh. No, Freefall Racers. Like, everything Connect is Connect Adventures, right? So it's Freefall Racers. It's this um, flying squirrel racing, arcade racing style game <laughs> where you use the Connect. So it has all of the problems that arcade racers have, which is that if you're in first, they're all targeting you, and the AI cheats, and you don't get the stuff to help you out. And it's all being controlled with the Kinect, uh, which is not always the most precise, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you got the completion. Congrats on that. Uh, Yeah, I see it's not a real game. It's one of those little... It's uh, only 400 gamer score? Yeah, 400 abomination. Yep. But so. it was under the, uh, you know, it's under a thousand, and it was a good one for me to target because <laughs> I had most of the gamer score already, and I could uh-huh. get that completion. So that was on my list, uh, but I didn't target it earlier. And even as I was just getting extra completions, it wasn't my first choice. The one I wanted to do, I couldn't find the disc for it, so I was like, well, I'll just scroll through until I find something I will complete, and that was what popped out. <laughs> yeah. The um, uh, so. You know, we kind of mentioned that you're talking about your your next one for the one million. So we 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 got to circle back to uh, I thought it was a really cool idea. Tell us about the one that you did miss. So you know, not every big milestone has to be big and round. I mentioned trying to hit Diablo two completion at six hundred and sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six. That'd be nice. So it's not a big round number. It's just the number that is meaningful. So another number that is kind of meaningful would be three hundred fourteen thousand. And change. Uh, not, I'm on the spot again, so I'm blanking on the next couple of numbers in pi, but 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.14, 3.
159, there we go, 159, uh, would have been really awesome to have hit. And I wanted to do it with a completion in um, Winterbottom, PB Winterbottom and his pie collection game. Um, turns out I horribly miscalculated and I am not very good at Winterbottom. So neither of those things <laughs> happened. I still haven't completed Winterbottom and I blew past 314,000 with my backup. Um, I can't even remember exactly what I was going to use if it was the backup, but nothing worked the way I wanted it to. You know, everyone has those moments. You're, you're challenging yourself for G-Task. You have to hit a specific gamer score number. You have to hit, uh, everyone hits the same TA value. Those are really hard weekly challenges that planting likes to give us. I've done them. I've done plenty of them. And I've messed up plenty of them where we're running through and we're trying to get everyone on the same TA value and, oh no, rounding error, we're off by one. Everybody go and get another achievement. Or, okay, I have to get this 5G achievement here and not get any other achievement. Oh no, I popped a 10G achievement first. I have to go get 995 more gamer score in some other random game because it has to equal exactly 1,000 here. We've all done this to ourselves. We've made those mistakes. I've definitely done it. So whenever you're doing these, you know, 100,000 on the number type of challenges, you're going to mess one up once in a while. And f I messed up 314,159. Uh, the blog I have on it uh, is very good because at this point, I don't remember exactly what went wrong, but I miscounted something and ended up five or 10 gamer score over with uh, where I wanted to be so that I couldn't get the next achievement that would have lined it up where I was supposed to be. And I was like, well, I missed that one. Uh, and it's, it's, it's useful to have a failure like that and even to blog about it because it shows that even when I'm doing these ones that I know and I must hit, a lot of work went into it. And at any point I could have screwed myself out of it and then, you know, upset for a week or two. Um, this was several years ago now, so I'm not upset about it anymore. But when it happened, I was kind of upset. I was like, how did I do that to myself? Well, how did I miss it? it? Would have been so much better if I just done this. But if you do it all the time, if you're successful 100% of the time, it's almost too good. Oh, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's the old coaching thing that you tell your team when it's terrible is that they learn more from, you know, losing. Anybody can win, but, you know, it takes character my, to lose. I played a know? lot of pinochle when I was growing up with my father. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that he would tell me about playing pinochle because I wasn't playing aggressively enough is, like, if you're not getting busted, uh, then you're not bidding aggressively enough. So, you know, every time you bid, you win. Uh, and you didn't lose. Uh, you got caught enough tricks to, uh, to win the hand. Good job. You're not losing, but it means you're probably not bidding aggressively enough. You could have won the bid and taken control of more hands and won the overall games more consistently than just each round. And so you do need to lose some to be set back to, to get busted if you want to have the most success in some of these things. Oh, man. you might, uh, It took me until about, I don't know, probably about, uh, I don't know, the second... Uh, portion of that that story for me to realize what you were talking about when you said pinochle <laughs> i was thinking like where you you know grasp each other's hand and you try to pin down their thumb and i was thinking yeah. man man <laughs> thumb wrestling, it really right? was so if you're listening to it, rewind and listen to it from the perspective of you know, like really getting fired up about you know pinochle where you like try to pin the other person's thumb down it took me a, a minute I, I totally forgot that was a card game so um, yeah, there you go. I just, yeah, I, I come disclosure. by my love of card games, honestly. <laughs> I, I played a lot of them growing up. 
Yeah. Oh man, it was kind of funny from my point of view. But yes, uh, I think there's a, a wealth of platitudes that can go along with this, including you can't hit the ball with a bat on your shoulder. Um, you miss know, 100% like, of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Platitudes galore in this in this realm. So, <laughs> uh, well, I, I was thinking, you know, since you did screw that one up, you can look into the horizon with all these wonderful, uh, you know, baby games being produced on a, you know, almost hourly basis at this point yeah i mean i could get to a million real fast if i really yeah, wanted to yeah exactly uh, and then you have plenty at your disposal so i was thinking maybe uh you could table the the pie achievement and go for it at 3.141592 million yeah, I, I think uh red did that recently oh, did? right yeah he, he crushed it I and mean, i don't remember what the achievement he used for it but it was a good one so i mean oh, i'm definitely okay. not the only one with this idea and oh, some wow. people have had more success with it so props to red for doing that one Nice. Okay. There you go. I didn't, I didn't realize that they had been done. See, I thought you could blaze the trail. So I do have a, another wonderful one for you. I, see, I didn't come unprepared. I got you a, a second fun milestone here. Are you ready for it? Let's go. All right. So you one million, and then you followed up with another milestone at one million eleven thousand, or one million one hundred eleven thousand. So right. just a whole bunch of ones. All right. All right. You notice there's ones and zeros there. Yeah. Oh, spell it out in binary. Binary. It's binary for X. So, nice. Yeah. So you could use, uh, and I was thinking maybe you could use like a Chivo in a stack. And so then you could use uh, 1,011,000 for whatever the version is on the X bone for the big X. And then the little X, you could use 1,111,000. Because that's the small X. See, the Xbox that's a pretty clever idea. Uh-huh. And there's um, if I if there was a stack in the game, there's a game um where all the achievements are just Roman numerals. It's one or I, then two, oh, two yeah. I's. Oh, what game and was so this that? Achievement, yeah. The tenth achievement is the Roman numeral X, ten uh, X. So that would have been like the perfect achievement to have lined that Dang. up with if I could pull it off. But I've already completed that game. So some other game is going to have to give me that achievement list. Is what I'm saying, <laughs> or stack it up. Yeah, somebody's going to have a, some developer is going to have another love for Roman numerals, and uh, I'm sure that it'll happen again at some point, you know. Uh, you see several of the achievements that are just alphabets now, you know, like, uh, what is that, uh, ah, Ord, I think it is, Ord for Radaleka, and then, um, yeah. and then uh, non-guns kind of did it to some degree yeah i'd yeah. definitely be more interested in ord that's the choose your own adventure kind of game mm-hmm. non-guns shooter much nah yeah it's it's not pleasant it's it's a g task game you, you, Absolutely. you only play yeah you only play it for that basically but uh it's uh so anyway um so that's that's some ideas so uh, i look forward to our our next uh sit down for a milestone for uh the binary x yeah so it's gonna be a little while i'm not gonna rush to <laughs> yeah, it exactly yeah so Probably the stack wouldn't happen anyway because probably the 360 would be dead by then, right? <laughs> One would think. Well, as long as it's on the backwards compatible, I should be good to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Maybe not. Maybe fast. not. Yeah. You're right. There's, there's yeah. no way to know for sure. I mean, it took you to see how long you've been gaming for. So, so I've uh, been playing on Xbox since about 2007. I got my own Xbox and my own Xbox account in 2008. Um, it was actually a wedding gift uh, to me from a friend of mine. Uh, so I got the Xbox 360 as a wedding gift uh, in December of 2007. And so 2008 was when I really started taking off. Uh, and then from 2008 until 2011, 2012, I was playing a little bit very very lightly especially by our standards these days and then 2012 diablo 3 comes out 
and I was nowhere to be found on my console for a good nine, ten months. I call it my mm. Diablo coma. <laughs> that, that makes sense, yeah. So, what, I guess fifth, yeah, almost 15 years. So, uh, do you think you'll be uh, still doing this in 2037? Wow. I'm not going to still be alive in 2037. <laughs> you know, that's, that's another question that happens. Uh, people yeah, I mean, uh, no pass away for all I mean, kinds of reasons, and uh, we don't have the control over it all the time. So, no. I hope I'm still alive, and I hope I'm still gaming. Whether I'm still gaming on Xbox or not, it's going to depend a little bit on Microsoft. I have no intention of leaving. Like, you know, they've got me to buy into the ecosystem and I've got the community, which has got me feeling really good about things here. So I don't think I'm going anywhere, but you never know. Maybe the next Diablo comes along and it only is on PC or God help us on PlayStation. And then I'm off there. (laughs) There you go. Although with Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard, in theory, the actual concept of Diablo is not going to go anywhere, but something like Diablo, perhaps. Yeah, that would be pretty insane. Yeah, they buy Blizzard and then they do an exclusive for PlayStation. That would be, uh, uh, I don't know sure that's a good return on investment, but you never know. No, that, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Instead, what we're going to see is that Diablo 4 is a Microsoft Studios game. What oh. the hell? <laughs> Who knew? So, yeah, so what's next for you? So we were talking 15 years. Uh, hopefully you've got some more things a little more uh and uh, the near future. So I did notice that you mentioned uh, Carrot. So is that, uh, maybe explain that. What is that something you're going to pursue? Okay, so the Carrots is a concept. We love our stats, right? So we have Gamer Score, one stat. True Achievement, which is the ratio multiplied by the Gamer Score. It's another thing. We like our completions, our completion percentage. Carrots is another way of looking at completion percentage, basically. Uh, it's your completed as a ratio of titles started. So that means how many games have you started and how many games have you completed, and then just do a simple ratio of those. Um, And it's different than your completion percentage because your completion percentage is obviously going to be skewed by games you have not completed but you've gotten most of the achievements in, or games that have a lot of achievements. Those can both skew your um, gamer completion percentage uh, that TA tracks, which is based on your achievements, much more than the games completed. So I want to complete a very high percentage of the games that I start. Like, I think of myself as a completionist, even though I'm clearly not. <laughs> uh, I want to complete the games that I start. So I want to complete all the ones that I've started, or most of them, or a bigger percentage of them. So I keep pushing for that. And so, yeah, I'm going to work on completing games. But I also want to play the games that I'm buying. Uh, for the past year or so, I haven't played many new games, because... It's very hard to mitigate your gamer score uh, and and complete games that are worth less than a thousand gamer score when every new game is coming out is worth a thousand gamer score or more, mm-hmm. and also play new games. Uh, so I've got a bit of a backlog of games I've purchased in the past year, intending to play and haven't played yet. So I'm going to have something like a bean dive, but I'm going to focus on instead of diving them all, just playing them one or two at a time and getting through them the way that I want to get through the games, and I'll complete most of them. But there'll be a few I probably won't complete. But as long as I'm moving up on that and getting the percentages up, I'll be happy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can vouch for that because, I mean, I, I play junk games. So that's that's kind of my thing. I just like crap games. And I have, like, almost a 78% uh, percent uh, on my completion. And that's with a lot of games added to my tag during certain contests and so yeah it it's definitely skewed no, no doubt about that uh but uh, i was looking at your your stats and uh, uh so if you're going for these completions uh i guess the first question i have you know this is kind of uh give see how well you know your tag here so um do you know what your first completion was oh here we go it's quiz time Okay. <laughs> oh, this is just a, a warm up uh, yeah I, uh my first completion um 
I don't think this is right. It's going to be Lego Indiana Jones, the first one. That actually is correct. Congratulations, nice. man. Okay. See, I knew you were going to be a tough one on these because uh, uh, you are you are very in tune with your tag because you keep blogs and uh, you know that whole self involved thing that we were talking about. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you completed that on May 10th, 2009. So. There you go. Now, the, again, this is not the official quiz. This is just, uh, I just, we're just talking here. So, okay. Yeah. So, warm me up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm curious if you know what uh, is your longest outstanding incompletion? Um, were you, were you, well, let me say it's, that's kind of misleading. So, yeah. Okay. Which game, which game did you pop an achievement in never go back and have not since popped another achievement? Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. might be, um, greed corp. Ooh, that was tough. That now that was actually your first under those parameters that you had not marked done with. Which uh. I, yeah. So what's the, what's, what's your, criteria for done with just, uh, I never want to see point, this game I think it was again. just so it didn't get picked up in some contest thing there was something that was, the contests were filtering based on that status and I was like okay. I don't want this showing up in my contest so I pulled it out now that we have the not for contest I could pull that off and uh, because I still have access to that game and I, uh, I I bought it years and years ago Oh, and a friend of mine has completed it and that we were talking about completing it around the same time and, and he pushed through and did it and I was like I'm not having as much fun with this as I think I ought to be having. It's the kind of <laughs> game I'm supposed to really enjoy, but it just didn't grip me. Uh, but I do want to go back to it and complete it. So maybe that'll be something that happens in the next 500,000. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. And I was like, oh, well, that's the first one you didn't mark like that. But yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was, that was pretty far back. That was actually the fourth one on your tag. So I'm impressed that you remembered that one. So the uh, other the, one would be Outpost Cloaky X. That is the number one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you have one out of 12 achievements on that. It's not a real game. It's only got 200 uh, Very recent games with gold. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Well, you have no excuse now. Um, <laughs> if the ratios are only going to go up. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were, you got the friend of Wally. I was looking at, that was like such a pleasant looking, uh, you know, achievement art on that one. I like good achievement art and, I was looking at that game and I was like, I almost wanted to play it just because of that achievement because it, he looks so friendly, Wally. It's um, a fun game. I do recommend it. Uh, it has yeah. some challenging achievements. Not only, uh, you know, are they deeper than you know, and obviously it's a two hundred pointer, so you're not going to go back to it, right? No, but I'm really not. No. As a as a management <laughs> uh, game, there's a lot to like about it, but it is one of the more challenging management games that I've played because it's a real time mm-hmm. simulation management, so you you don't really get a lot of breathing room. Yeah. Plus it, yeah, ten hours, two hundred gamer score. Yeah. Only ten it's, hours. That feels fast to me. Uh, maybe uh, there's some people who found better ways to do it or more consistently do it. Uh, I, I need to get on that then. Yeah, it, the walkthrough says six to twelve, and then the completion estimates eight to ten. So I, I, I don't know. I don't That's know. still in my wheelhouse. Uh, I was concerned <laughs> to be like twenty to thirty. Yeah. You can go back and say hi to Wally. I mean, you build him a habitat. And, um, I haven't seen Wally. I, I honestly don't think I've played that game since the time I earned that achievement. So <laughs> I, I haven't seen Wally for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, y'all should be acquainted. Talk about, you know, your milestone and all that good stuff. But, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Wally. He's like, dude, your gamer score. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, last time I saw you, man. Yeah. No so. wonder I haven't seen you. <laughs> Oh me, but yeah the uh, okay. So what about and then there was another fake game in there which you did a little better on. You got four out of twelve. It was a uh, M plus. 
Oh, well, that was just hard. Uh, I have okay. played that a few times since then, but I haven't earned any more achievements. Okay. All right. Yeah, The uh, and then your first real game, you, you put up quite a performance there. You got uh, one out of the 41 achievements in it before you marked it done with and moved on. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so this is a real game, so it's a 1,000 gamer score. Yep. And I marked it done with, um, I'm going to say it's Rock Band 2. Um, I think you had that one marked as cannot access, maybe. That's fair, because I can't. Um, yeah. So I have a couple of games on my gamer tag from a bachelor party that I went to, mm-hmm. and I didn't even necessarily play these games. Like someone, I, I logged into the 360, and then somebody was playing, and I popped an achievement in, in probably Rock Band 2, Gears of War, and Gears of War 2 that weekend, and I, miserably. I don't want to play Gears of War. <laughs> well, all right. So this one's an action RPG role playing hack and slash. So all right. You probably so I thought uh, maybe it has something Rise in common. Rise with... huh? No, I, I was going to give you crap about that though because uh, I did see that mentioned in the blog. You just wanted to hear the fish song, didn't you? The fish song. Oh, I have. I have. Uh, I, I now I remember what you're talking about. I haven't played enough of the game to hear the fish song. I only oh, know man. about it because you heard. Uh, you spoke about it. I. <laughs> I love the demo for Rise of Argonauts. Okay. I started as like, this game is great, but I started as part of a beam dive and I just mm-hmm. haven't gone back. And yeah, that's, I I really need to sit down and before the 360 dies, play that game because for whatever reason, I was enjoying it and I need to do that. And it yeah. never has been my priority. So I need to make it a priority, right? Yeah, for sure. That For me, it was uh, when I got to the arena and I had to guard some dude and that guy, like, he just keeps running towards like he's a magnet for their swords and they, they just keep uh, obliging and sticking it through him and you see him die over and over again. I don't know. I must be playing it wrong because I can't, I can't get through that part. And it, it was really frustrating. So I just stopped because you have to like replay up into that point and ugh, yeah, but the fish song was great. Yeah. The fish song was definitely the highlight, but no, this one, uh, uh Action RPG it? hack and yeah. slash. And I have one achievement. You have one whole achievement. Uh, let's see. Let me tell you what you, what Oh, it's Conan. No, it's not Conan. That's that's the name of the of the character in it. Uh, I don't know that it is or it's not. I suspect uh-huh. that it's not. No, but this, the game is called Conan, so I guess that's. Oh. not. I'm really stumped. You've you've stumped me. This is incredible. Oh. <laughs> uh, see, it's a Square Enix game. Uh, oh, here's... is it Final Fantasy Thirteen uh, Two? It is not. Um, The achievement that you popped was called the Book of Legend, which I'm sure you don't remember. No, not at all. It was uh, obtained for, uh, I'm going to butcher this word. I'm not sure how you say it. Grimmery. Oh, near. That's it. All right. Okay. So we got there in the end. Um, (laughs) So it's interesting you were talking about the fish song a minute ago because I was playing near. uh, I was like, well, this is kind of good. I kind of like it. And I got to some point where you have a fishing minigame and you have to complete it uh, in order to progress with the story uh, because they want you to do it as a side quest thing later on. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't get the mechanics of this fishing minigame. And I was like, that's it. I'm out. Uh, and I've not <laughs> been back to the game since. <laughs> that was your uh, magnetic sword in the arena incident there. Yeah. And it was still, it was pretty early into the game. Um, but the Nier series is, is well regarded. People love it. I did enjoy the the gameplay I was experiencing until the fishing game. Uh, oh, so. you, you, oh, wait, you were enjoying the gameplay of this. Tell me more of that. So it's, it isn't um, hack and slash, but it's a little bit more uh, forgiving of a hack and slash than something like um, 
Devil May Cry uh, is, is, is possibly a fairly good uh, analogy, but way, way slower paced and easier and more forgiving on you. And it's got the RPG elements. You've got the spells and the, the, the world feel was good. Um, I, I did like what I was getting into. But wow, that's 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 kind of shocking because, you know, it has like a almost a four star rating. Yeah, and it's and it's a good game. Yeah, and that's probably why you rated it two stars. Yeah, it would, the stupid mini game that is necessary. <laughs> don't don't make your mini games necessary. That's what. That's that's a, that's a hate rating. If, when I go back totally, and actually play totally more, I'll, I'll probably it. have to raise that rating. <laughs> you totally burned the, burned that bridge there. Yeah, I mean. Uh, somebody that was less uh, inclined might think that you hated this game. You know, you I, I definitely hated that moment. <laughs> you popped one achievement twelve years ago. Haven't been back and gave it a two rating. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, uh, that was uh, that wasn't the quiz. I I, I just was. So you uh, stumped me anyway. So good job. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it, now that we've been talking for a while, um, I suppose we. You know, I know that you're kind of long-winded, and uh, I'm kind—I tend to be long-winded as well. So, uh, probably should wrap this up. So, I got to end it with a quiz. So, for Let's those go. that are, are unaware, I always like to end it with a, kind of a "How well do you know your gamer tag?" So, uh, I went with a theme here. So, uh, you'll probably be able to identify the theme pretty quickly. Uh, so, basically, I'm going to give you a an achievement and the name of it, and you just got to tell me what game it's from. I'll do my best. And if you need a hint, I will read the description for the name. Uh, But I have a feeling uh, once I give you the description, you'll get most of these if you don't get from the title. Especially if you're pulling from the theme. I should be able to get to it from some context clues. We'll we'll see. Uh, Okay. Here's your first one. Five Lashes Be Owed. So that feels like um, a Davy Jones quote, which means it's going to be Lego Pirates. Yep, see, hey, we got you. You got it for uh, as Jimmy Legs whipping Will Turner five times. So, fantastic. All right, see, I'll, I'll warn you, warm you up. I'm going to get you, uh, you know, get your confidence up. <clears throat> How about, uh, oh, another, here's another easy one. Around the world on five trampolines. Oh, that's a goat simulator? Yep, yep, yep. So, there you go. You got to bounce on, the, on there. So That achievement was challenging uh you know there's a really good solution for it but even then i had i tried it multiple multiple times i've stacked that ach- uh, achievement and the mm-hmm. second time was much easier uh but the first time i i spent probably a good 40 minutes on that yeah it's, and it's uh, not that hard you know the ratio is one of the higher ones i get in the game but it's not nearly as high as like flappy goat i had an easier time with flappy goat than i did with that hmm. yeah the uh w- really that no i do find that startling that uh, Flappy Goat, man, I, that still hasn't happened for me on three different uh, console or <laughs> three different stack. So, yeah, I can't do Flappy Goat. But the, Flappy Goat is challenging, but it's mostly just, you know, you try enough and it works out. you got to give enough a- a- attempts. The thing about the trampoline is I think it's basically the same. You get enough attempts and you're going to mm-hmm. succeed. But the margin for error is larger, so you need fewer attempts. And the number of attempts seems to be the thing that bothers people the most. Uh, for me, it's the amount of time. And I spent more time lining up the shot for the trampolines than I did pressing whatever button was to reset for a flappy goat and take another shot, right? If I have to spend a lot of time setting things up, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> well, for me, uh, for anybody that's going for this achievement, uh, I would throw in, uh, I don't know that may say this in the um, 
solutions or whatever. I don't even know if there's solutions out there. It didn't say it in the walkthrough, that's for sure. But uh, what took me so long for it was that I didn't realize you could only hit each trampoline once. Oh, no. Yeah, and you so, can't do the same one over and again or yeah. take back and forth. you got to go one to two to three to four to five. Yeah, so that I wondered why it said jump off of this really tall thing to land on it. And I was like, well, I'll just sit here and bounce until I get enough height and then I'll just keep going. No, that's that's what the problem was. And so I was like, like I'd hit it and I was like, why didn't it pop? And then I thought, ah. anyway, so you got to do it. Five jumps. That's it. One bounce each. So, yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's where it went wrong for me. All right. So here you go. Uh, speaking of stacks. Five for five. Five for five. Five for five. The stack. I don't do a lot of stacking, so I yeah limits it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But it was five for five, and I earned it twice, and I still don't remember. (laughs) Um, No, I think I'm going to need the description on this one. All right, I think the description is definitely going to help you out. You get it for high fived all the Fab Five. Oh, okay. That makes much more sense. That's not really a stack because one requires the connect and the other doesn't, but it is uh, Disneyland Adventures. There you go. Okay. I, I'd always view it as a stack, but I, I see. I yes. can see why you think it's a stack, and you know, that's fair. Um, I also, the, the fact that it plays on PC and on the Xbox One versus the 360, that's another one that, you know, as a 360 mm-hmm. Connect title, I need to go back to uh, and try and clean up. But those that, that is a challenging game on the uh, on the Connect, so I don't know if I'll have a completion, but I'd yeah. like to. I own it, and I haven't touched it, so yeah. I, no, I, I, think, I think playing only the Xbox One version is the better choice for most people. <laughs> All right, well, here's another stack. This one's a legit stack, I think, unless it's, unless it's not. Uh, five Creature Discount. Okay, yeah, that's familiar. Um, why am I not remembering the game, though? Uh... <laughs> See, I don't want to take up a whole lot of time, so go ahead and give me the description. I I, I okay. feel like I know this though. Okay, cast a spell without paying any mana for it. Okay, yeah. So that's um, Duels of the Planeswalkers. It's going to be 2015. Yep, magic. Because the one has a stack. Duel of some crap. Yep, yep. All right, all right. Uh, here you go. Where is super unique enemy Bishabosh located? Is it the Cold Plains, the Spider Forest, the Dry Hills, or the River of Flames? Cold Plains. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Do you know that he's named about? <laughs> uh, Bishibosh is the, you know, it's like a foreign forum name for uh, a forum moderator from, from way back when. I did not know the, that. All of these uh, super unique names are often playing back to uh, developers or playtesters or community members of some sort. So uh, they did that a lot in Diablo 3 as well, but it was even there in Diablo 2. Uh, well, do I mean? I mean, obviously, I know, but uh, what uh, what happens to be the secret level in Diablo Three? What is its name? Uh, well, both Diablo Two and Diablo Three have had a cow level. Um, Diablo Three's cow level is kind of non-existent right now. You can still get to variations of the cow level. Um, you can also get to Whimsy Shire and Whimsy Dale in Diablo 3. So yep. uh, for Diablo 3, you have a couple more options. Uh, you can use now um, 
Zoltan Kuhl's cubing on the mm-hmm. Bovine Bardiche to still get to a cow level, but that's the only place the cow level still exists in Diablo 3, as far as I'm aware. You can't get to the main cow level. But you can still get to Whimsy Dale and Whimsy Shire, either through uh, a couple of recipes or through uh, normal rift play. If you just play uh, extra content, sometimes you'll find yourself in, like, r- Rainbow Unicorn Land, and it's very, very confusing. <laughs> Five minutes later... <laughs> Is that an achievement name or talking about Diablo? No, yeah, no, that's not an achievement name. (laughs) Um, I'm going to need a description on that one. Okay. Allowed Guybrush to die. Oh, so you you die of asphyxiation at the bottom of the ocean because you just walk away from your controller. That is going to be Return to Monkey Island. Yep, Monkey Island 2, the Chuck's Revenge. I just, for some reason, that's the first one I went to. After. I don't know, that's kind of weird there. Uh, so, so how many uh, quests in Act 4 does Archangel Tyrael give you? He wants you to um, put Iswal to rest. Um, and this, we're talking Diablo 2. Um, yes. So he wants you to put Iswal to rest. And he does not give you the Soul Stone quest, but he does want you to go kill Diablo, I think. And uh, Deckard Kane gives you the Soul Stone, so he gives you two of the three quests. Yep, two. Nailed it. The uh, okay, number five is alive. Uh, is that uh, Disney Universe? Mm-mm. I think it's a reference to Johnny Five, mm, which is why okay. I include it. That's that's a good one then. Um, let's go ahead and give me the description because I'm clearly barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, this one's not going to help you. Reach level five. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's an RPG apparently that you might play on the weekend. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, Saturday morning <laughs> RPG. <laughs> there you go. All right, fantastic. All right, uh, let's go with uh, five hundred little pricks. Oh. Uh, it sounds so familiar, and I'm not placing it at all. I, I have I have a picture in my head, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's wrong. So, give me a description, please. All right, uh, I love the description because it's just so bad in English. Shooted 500 spines in Shack Two's mode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that sounds like a rat game <laughs> that I don't remember at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I figured that that would have told you what it was, given it's in Shack 2's mode. Shack 2's? Shack 2's mode. Shack, Shack 2's. Yeah. Okay, that must mean that it's Shack Fu, which means it's not a rat. <laughs> it's not a rat, yeah. Uh, it was old Shack himself who shooted 500 spines, so... Uh, I did, yeah, I can barely remember playing that game. Yeah, it's a beat-em-up, so I, that's one of my... I like that game. Flew it's really fun, yeah. It's pretty good. It was much better than the original Shaq Fu, let's put it that way. All right. So this one has a clue on the front end, which is, uh, holds a special place in my heart. 500 total kills. Hmm. To beat him up. Castle so. Crashers was not something that counted kills. The, the head of the storyline yeah. achievements. So another beat him up with 500 prob- kills. This one, it's I'm, I don't think it's rated five stars on TA, but it's pretty close. Now is this going to be an Iron Snout thing? <laughs> yes, it is Iron Snout. You kill okay. five hundred wolves. See, you know your tag. All right, let's go. I also with... know my interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's see. I got uh, I think 
two more for you here with a bonus question. Uh, let's just hit the bonus question. Does the female wizard character have a ponytail in, in Diablo 3? Oh, I don't think she does. Are you sure? Nope, I'm not sure at all. Uh, <laughs> they, they wear hats a lot. They are very fond of their hats, as yeah. the tooltips remind us. So I, I don't see her head very often. Um, so I'm guessing she does have a ponytail. I know that the uh, the male wizard uh, character has long flowing hair. Uh, oh, and may also a man. I thought you were going to say a man bun. That would have been perfect. Yeah, he might well have the man bun. Right? <laughs> but again, he wears a hat most of the time, so I don't get to see it. Yep, yep. The female wizard does have a, a ponytail, apparently, I, according to sources. Yes. Uh, so, all right. Uh, and then let's see. Uh, two more. Well, three more. Let's see. I would walk 500 miles. And then I would walk 500 more. <laughs> and that, I know, I probably used it for something fun because it's a pretty good achievement. But yeah. is it... Um, I, I think this is like... I want to say it's Manual Samuel, but I don't think that's right. So... Oh, that's a good guess, though. No, it's it because you know walking would be a chore. So yeah, um, you get it for visiting the Ice Kingdom, the Desert Kingdom, and the Forest Kingdom. Ooh, I know. Wow, I'm drawing a complete blank. Desert Ooh. Kingdom, Ice Kingdom, and Forest. Oh, um, okay, I'm with you now. Okay, I got it. I got it. It's um, Kingdom of Keflings. <laughs> uh, world, yep. it's world for Keflings, though, right? World Keflings, yeah. There we That's, go. Yeah, I never played. I don't know what that is, but yeah, that is it. And then uh, let's see. Act five in Diablo two is uh, added with the expansion pack, as you will know, in the city of Harogath. Harogath, I don't know. Harogath. Harogath. How many people can you talk to when you first arrive? Is it three, five, eight, ten? Okay, when you first arrive. Anya still hasn't been rescued, but Nilathak is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can speak to Mala. You can speak to the captain of the guard whose name's escaping me. You can speak to the armorer. You can speak to Deckard Kane. There's also one merchant. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And it can go down to as few as five because uh, there's a period of time when Neil Effect disappears and Mala hasn't been rescued. No, no, mm-hmm. Anya hasn't been rescued yet and you can't gamble. Uh, so I'm going to say six. Okay. Well, the choices were three, five, eight, ten. Oh. <laughs> well, let's go with eight because there's probably two more merchants that I forgot. Oh, about. come on. Did you not see the theme? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were looking for five. 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 Yes. It can go down to five, like I said. So. <laughs> yeah, you were right the first time. So, and then lastly, 500,000 air. Oh. Which, which um, you now are. Yeah, so that that was a ACA game, right? It is not, actually. It sounds oh. like something. It was like, score 500,000. No, it's... Five it st- oh, 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 oh. Um, nope. That's probably not it. The one that came to mind, I'm going to guess this one. I don't think it's mm-hmm. right, but I'm going to, because it's the only thing that I've got working on. I'm going to say it was the um, Toy Story Connect enabled game. Ooh, um, that's a good guess. Toy Story Mania. That's a good guess. Um, I've, I, I know why you did that, because you have to earn all the all the stuff. But yeah, the, um, but that, that's what the description is, is earn 500,000 lifetime. Oh, yeah. Clevermint experiment. Mm-hmm. 
No, it is not. Nope. All right. Then I'm going to say on the end here that you've stumped me because I oh. cannot remember it off the top of my head right now. I'm sure if I spent a little bit of time thinking about it, All I right. can come up with a good guess, the right guess maybe, but uh, I don't want to waste everyone's time. Are you sure? Because it sounds to me like you don't know Jack about this. Oh, question. you've got to be kidding me. I was just working on that one, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I was helping Crew out with that. So I, I played that fairly recently. It was a fun, it's still a fun game just to play. Um, yeah. That's a 360, isn't it? That's, yeah, the 360 version. Yeah. Not, not all the Jackbox Party Pack stuff. I mean, the yeah. hardest part about that is that you know the DLC has all been delisted. So if you want the completion, you have to really work for it or know someone who owns the DLC, basically. Awesome. All right. Well, that, was, that was a good collection. You know, no, Jack was one of the ones that uh, was very early on in my 360 career. So that was a good one to harken back to at the end there. I should awesome. have been able to get that one. <laughs> awesome. I like it. Um, yeah. So anyhow, I, I mean, I feel like we've been talking for three hours because, uh, you know, I imagine dangerous. everyone else does too. Yeah. It's dangerous getting you and I together. So uh, is there uh, any uh, anything you'd like to plug before you go? No, I just want to say thank you for uh, having me on. I, I do like to talk about myself, my tag, my achievements, <laughs> these fun games that I've I've spent way too long playing and unfun games that I've played even longer playing because I'd like to play stupid stuff before the fun stuff, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to uh, have this chance to chat about it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, to walk me through the tag from someone else's perspective because I know what my tag looks like to me, but not necessarily to someone else. And it, it's good to get that outside perspective to your narcissism. <laughs> fantastic all right and then uh, for everyone else uh, if you've made it this far then you might be interested in doing a, a future milestone just uh i don't know contact me if you if you've got something that's you know of value to you it doesn't have to be the the highest gamer score i've ever interviewed for this i mean which uh in case you're wondering that would have probably been i guess that would have been sangrias with his two million and but we do uh number one in states uh number of completions uh all that stuff so anything that's uh unique i like so uh anyhow uh, so thanks again, Kronos. Uh, I guess um, maybe we'll talk again before uh, three more years uh, transpire. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks again. So everyone take care. Bye. Hello. I'm Walker Pale. Who would like more dedicated gaming time than the three-ish hours I have on Friday evenings? These days I rarely get more than a dozen uninterrupted minutes of gaming, which does not exactly allow me to immerse myself in a game. I still make an effort in the Better Completions Match contest, but I find it very difficult to be competitive this year as so much score is derived from the time estimate. Luckily for me, I've found a free-to-play game with a time estimate above 1000 hours which can pretty much play itself most of the time while I am busy with other stuff. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a Dungeons & Dragons themed clicker game labeled Management and Strategy by True Achievements. In the game you recruit a gang of uh, champions who wanders through generic fantasy locations killing everything in their path until they've met a set target, often related to murdering X number of creatures or lo loot Y number of brains or whatever from their corpses. There's an underlying narrative, but I found it completely unengaging, so I didn't pay much attention to it. As I wasn't even looking at the screen most of the time, 
I disabled the generously labeled cinematics between levels, which is just some light banter in text boxes. The champion's killing sprees are very lucrative. At the beginning of the game, your gang might not earn that much gold, but it quickly ramps up and sooner or later you'll be dealing with millions of gold, then billions, trillions and other ludicrously high numbers. Based on an existing IP, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms has tons of champions who you try to optimize into the most destructive gang of killers possible, eventually. At the beginning, you only have a dozen champions to choose from, and you can either pay huge sums of real money for new champions, or unlock them through playing the game, most likely through time-limited events or giveaways. One day, when I booted up the game, I was gifted a pack of stuff normally priced above $50, giving me champions, equipment and other power-ups, which made my progression several times faster than it was before. I never paid a cent, and ended up with more than 20 champions before hitting the point where all I had left was a mindless grind. Achievement wise that is. I still barely scratched the surface of all the campaigns, modes and additional game mechanics I could engage with, but as they did not offer achievements and was not as fast as replaying the first campaign over and over, I did not bother with them. When I started Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, I got a bit worried as I really couldn't idle the game to progress. I constantly had to manage my party and tap, or preferably hold B to deal damage. There's an achievement for manually attacking an enemy 250,000 times, which takes a while, but you don't have to do it yourself as you can assign a familiar to manually attack enemies. Unless you buy a familiar for real money, it will take a while before you can afford one, but they are the key to idle the game, as you can assign them tasks like attacking enemies, triggering ultimate attacks, and leveling up your heroes or click damage. If you can get 6 familiars, you can use them to shoot down 1000 crows as well, otherwise you will have to do it yourself when you see them show up on screen. The game's most time-consuming achievement will be for playing 250 free play runs. I don't think the game tells you that in order for it to count, you have to complete 50 levels before ending your run. So you can't just start a free play run and immediately reset it. I'm currently spending a minute every 20 minutes or so when I'm able to reset and set up my party in order for it to idle to level 51 again, so I can reset it again over and over. I've been told you can use Modron automation to automatically reset the run at level 51, but in my case I do not have the prerequisite champions unlocked and would have to wait a few weeks or months in order to unlock the champions I need or purchase them for real money. You can also have two parties going at once, which might make free play runs twice as fast but once again, I never had enough champions for it. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms has an in-game achievement system called Milestones, which has greatly expanded since its Xbox release in August of 2019. The developers have not entirely ruled out new Xbox achievements, but they are reluctant to add them as they appear to have a hard enough time to maintain their current Xbox achievements. None are unobtainable, but they can be a tad glitchy and unlock later than you would expect. The game has Xbox achievement tracking, but it does not update very frequently. 
playing idle champions of Forgotten Realms as intended, that is, making significant progress each run, will take you thousands of hours to complete its achievement list. But if you strictly optimize your playstyle for achievements and don't mind paying for some expensive microtransactions, it can be done in less than 200 hours, of which the player actively won't do much most of the time. The game also generates gold and progress through levels while you are offline. Sadly, it is way slower than when the game is turned on, even if you don't actually play it. There is one achievement for unlocking 9 event champions. Events run for 2 weeks every 3rd week, meaning with 3 unlockable champions per event, you will need to play for at least 7 weeks to get enough event champions, unless you buy them from the store using real money or are gifted the champions. The developers gives out codes on a daily basis, which usually gives you a decent treasure chest, but sometimes champions and potions. I spent a few minutes each day inputting codes while my party fought away through levels, which netted me quite a bit of useful stuff. There's one luck-based achievement for opening a chest with a shiny item. Shiny items has a drop rate of 1 in every 1000 standard chests, or you can buy a guaranteed shiny for $10. Fortunately for me, I was gifted one in a giveaway and another through codes as I never pulled a shiny from a standard chest. I find the real money store prices insane. I was probably given thousands of dollars worth of stuff through codes and giveaways while playing for less than two months, going by their store prices. The package deals are bizarre, claiming the advertised package for $10 is worth $2,000, or the $55 package contain $14,000 worth of stuff. Thankfully, I did not have to engage with that nonsense and only discovered their horrible pricing while doing research for this segment. The only thing I would recommend purchasing is the $5 familiar bundle, as familiars are very useful and remain useful throughout the game as you do not replace them, you just add more. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms has 34 achievements worth 1000 game score and 2500 TA, with a time estimate of more than 1000 hours, but can be completed in less than 200 hours if you mainline the achievements instead of exploring the content. As absurd as it sounds, I enjoyed this licensed free-to-play games as a service clicker. I had actively avoided it for years as I thought it would be too much of a time sink, but it turns out it wasn't as I could do other things while the game played itself once I had gotten a few familiars. Have a nice day everyone!